Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 282 of the Weird Science DC Comics podcast. I'm Jim, and Eric will be joining us in just a moment. But before then, I'll tell you where you can find us. You can go over to Twitter at Weird Science DC. You follow us, we'll follow you right on back. We have a website, WeirdScienceDCComics.com where we review and preview all of the new comics coming out. And as more come out, more reviews and more previews. That's how that works. We also have a Patreon account, patreon.com slash weird science, where you can support us for this podcast, the Marvel podcast. And if you join up, you'll get a ton more of podcasts uh, with stuff from classic issues all the way to cartoons, all the way to pop culture stuff and everything in between. One of the things that we do each and every week, though, is have a Patreon-only spotlight. Without any new comics coming out at points, we have been doing some classic bits of issues. Classic bits of issues. This past week, we ended up doing Batman Adventures number 1 from 1992 and Stars and Stripe number 0, from 1999, that starting out our month of Stargirl stuff being May because this TV show and all that stuff. But if you do go over, you'll get a ton of stuff. And these books that are picked for most of our shows, including that spotlight, are picked by a group we like to call them the badasses. And this is going to be their shout out, spotlight, roundup, roll call, everything all into one. It's a badass roll call. We got Manship, T Funk, D Ron, Luke Hollywood, Optimus Prime 99, Lone Wolf Marv, Lawrence Lee, Niels T Ward, Rob Lewis, my man Rob Lewis, Dalton Edom, Christian Falls, Ken Halleck, Lady Abby, Nick Adams, Mark Jaeger. Josh Vermillion, Aldrin Stoja, Manga Mark, Manga Mark, Manga Mark, Anime Mark, we'll call them all those. Eric G., David Fink, Brandy Murray, Bobby Bain, up there in Detroit, Reggie Hancock, Bill Adair, Thomas D. Felrath, he's very fancy with the D, Cam, Forrest Polly, Tony Walton, Joey Bercosco, Joseph Watchsick, Comic Boom Rocky, D Man 3000, All New Dave, Carlos, my man Pete from NYC, big Beatles fan, Pete from NYC, Paulie P down under, Cellar Dweller, Luis, Ulysses Jones, Hakeem, Double Aaron, Simon, Swanee, Anthony G, Missy T, and Ruben. Ruben, indeed, there in Seattle, sitting there with all of us in this quarantine, trying to get through this nonsense. And hopefully, this show helps you out a little. But we're going to be getting into some new books with a mix of the classics. And as this goes on, we're going to have more and more books coming out from D.C. So obviously we'll be having those on the podcast, but we will be finishing up the classic stuff that we had been talking about. Some of the stuff actually will start ending this week and next week, but we'll keep going until we finish it all and also deal with the new books coming out. And that's kind of the game plan. So everybody, strap yourselves in, strap yourselves on, and off we go to the books.
Right, and here we are. We're back with new books. Oh, my. Amazing. New books to talk about on the podcast. Obviously, we're going to continue on after this section of new books with some of what we like to call the classiques. But can we, can we just we get, get to the classiques? Maybe. Well, I don't know. I saw some reviews out there that are saying these are the classiques, Eric. And, <laughs> and there are going to be the usual suspects, say a Hawkman. That is always looked at as a classic, no matter what happens or what doesn't the happen, Eric? The best book coming out what of DC Comics happen? right now, The yeah. Hawkmans. Well, it, it's not bad. No, but we'll get to it's that. My that's favorite gonna this be week. the last book on the section. Yeah, that's that's telling. But with these books, uh, and if you want to read our reviews of these, you can go over to weirdsciencedccomics.com. And I sat down to review my books or book, Batman and the Outsiders, which we'll get to second here. But I had an idea of like what I didn't want to fall into, a trap. And I think that a lot of people fell into there. There's two traps, though. There's two traps here. And it's not like the pit with spikes underneath and you put a, a blanket yeah. over that that's that's a classic trap i mean really or you end up stepping I mean, on like a, a tile and then the spikes come out classic or trap. just leaving it, a rake in the backyard yeah yeah or yeah that or leaving any sort of food that's poisoned and and then somebody's gonna eat it right like me but you end up Stop with these traps i think of reviewing or reading them and just thinking about them number one is going to be well, we haven't had books in a while, so these it's good are good to be great. back. Yeah, that's that's a huge. That's not the trap though that I think most people fell into, and and the trap that I'm going to tell you now actually is a negative tinge trap. I don't think traps that are usually is, good. No, well, I'm saying the good trap would be, hey, I love this, and they think they love it just because we haven't had things, okay. you know, before. That that in their mind, they're positive about the book just because we haven't gotten it. The other thing is to think in any sort of way that the people writing these books, and this is defending them, which, you know, we rarely do, but <laughs> – they didn't have extra time to write these. I've seen this over and over. Like, how could this book come back like that when they had all these months to write it? No, uh-huh. no, no, no. These were no. done before. These were done before. Or you even have a Hawkman where people are like, oh, man, you know, there's Van Diddy who really is showing us what it's it like to feels live like during that, though, this quarantine. It? it does, but it's not. These were written. These were done months before you even had the shutdown. These were going to come out. You know, months ago, and they usually are about three months ahead for issues. So I, I didn't want to fall into those traps. I didn't want to get negative thinking, really, this is all we're getting after that time. Now, <laughs> when we get about, I'm telling you, July, August, and we start having nonsense, then you could start thinking like, this is the time when you were sitting around. You couldn't think of anything better. But at this moment, I, I don't think that you should fall into the idea of, hey, uh, you could be glad the books are back. Yeah. And, and we are. But you can't be like, oh, I love it just because of that. I ended up, I don't know if you saw that comment on the site. I didn't even respond to it because I just sat there scratching my head. Did you see what the person said about uh, my Batman I, I, and the Outsiders? I figured it was Dancing Mike. 
Well, whatever. As somebody saying that uh, we should rate these issues better or overall, DC might not shut just down again. my deal, or DC will shut down again. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that DC is going to look at pretty much a score that I think I overrated the totally. book. And uh, saying, oh, my, I think I fell into the trap. I, and actually, what I fell into, well, there's another trap. Well, this is better than not getting books, I guess. Yeah, well, there's another trap, I think, Eric, like when you're dating, uh-huh. uh, is the sometimes. idea that I'm writing a review for a book. And I'm not remembering how mad I was at certain aspects because <laughs> I'm so distant from it. So Maybe when you end best. up having a book that is treading water, I'm like, all right, well, we're getting some character. But then afterwards, I'm reading it again. I'm like, wait a second. I remember me saying stuff about this before. And I think that's what happened. I ended up not being as triggered about things that I would have been if it would have come out in time. But the, these three books we're going to talk about, they have a, a kind of a trend amongst them. And the trend is the idea that not much is going on, not much for the overall story progression, not much. And I think that what you said actually is telling for a bunch of ways. When you said we were reading the classics and then when you go into this, boy, you got through them quick. I know. Like, that's right. I don't know if a lot of the stuff that we're reading is just oversized or just more densely packed full of story because I jump into these getting ready for the podcast tonight and I'm like – I, every time I think the story's about to start, the book kept ending. I'm like, wait a minute. How can this be? Nothing has happened yet. It's like Jess with the lovemaking, Eric, is what happens. And when you're doing this, though, I think that it is a combo. I think some of the things we have been reading and reviewing, like A Red Sun, yeah. that is oversized. But I think there's a problem. I think that there is more, you know, story back when. And these things that we're doing, we're not talking things from 1960 or, you know, a lot of the things we're doing 2000s. And so when when you're reading these things, but when you get Almost to these 20 years issues ago. now, though, it's like, where's the story? Where is it? Where's the and beef? It's just, yeah, there's no story until basically, in my mind, what you get a lot in these three and a lot just nowadays is, okay, here's my outline. I got to start by, you know, we'll show the character. Then we're going to go through recap of, of not even my series, but past things to, and then end with a cool cliffhanger. That's, that's basically what seems to happen in all three of these books. You get a lot of recap to lead to a cliffhanger that goes, well, I hope you're going to get some story next week or next month. And it's just it's it's infuriating, but not as much so because we haven't had it in a while. So I can deal with it a little. But we're going to start with The Flash, Eric. The Flash, number 753. It's written by Joshua Williamson, art by Howard Porter, Brandon Peterson, Hi-Fi, and Steve Wands. The Flash continues with an issue that catches up Flash readers on things they should know. And readers of this book would know. Flash goes back and forth through time, and yet the story goes nowhere. We end with a cliffhanger promising a reverse Flash Flash team-up, but at this point, I wish Joshua Williamson would worry more about developing his villain paradox and establishing the threat he poses than give us Flash facts clip shows. That's the thing. And that's yes, what this it entire is thing is a clip show of stuff we've dealt with, like you know the wow moments to try to get the reader tricked into thinking there's something's going on here. Like, oh, I'm going to show you right away the many dust at Eobar Thawne. I'm going to take you back to the 25th century, and you know what? I'm going to take you back to the day that Barry's mother died. Ooh-wee! Yeah, and and also we did that last issue pretty much. And <laughs> oh, also- not only that, but when we go to the 25th century where Barry's trying to find Eobar Thawne, even though he knows he goes to the 25th century yeah, because that didn't his- make. Sense, His right? whole idea was, I know that Iris killed him in the 25th century, so that's where I'm going to go. But, but he'd be dead, Barry. I thought it was a joke. <laughs> I, I ended up thinking to myself, like, hey, I got to find Eric. And you know where he isn't? 
at the Redner supermarket. Going there. Off to the Redner supermarket. <laughs> but even when we it, get it's there. It's like he doesn't want to find him. Idea, he's going to make the effort. The clip show idea, though, when we get there, when there's obviously not an Eobard Thawne at this point, we have the black hole has become something again in the 25th century because yeah. the renegades were killed by Paradox. I'm like, all right, you threw black hole in there, which are still around for some reason in the 25th century, even though you shut yeah, them down here. Still around and for some reason, though, you shut them down and they wouldn't have been. And that's where I think there's these little things. This is what bothers me about this story, about the idea of what a paradox is, what is a timeline change. All these things going on is if he went into the future and then saw that. What's Black Hole doing here? I defeated him before and realizes, wait a second, timelines are shifting. Not necessarily a paradox, but a timeline shift maybe from one and things so. But when they're like, oh, no, no, the the time police, they're dead. Like everybody knows what's going on, but it doesn't make sense. And you're dealing with. Oh, no, the renegades. You're dealing with a villain who is trying to change timelines, trying to create paradoxes, gaining power from them. And then you go to the farthest future that we really go to and just show that everybody's down with what's going on and nobody's confused or anything. And that was that's a, a miss for me. If Barry went there and saw that it was changed and changed for the worse, you know, this sets up the idea of, oh, my God, a paradox. Oh, my God, a timeline shift. But when he goes, it's just. Oh yeah, yeah. Reverse Flash. He he's dead, and he you know he's the only one. And even that, like, eh, he's not around, but he's the only one who knows. Like, why won't anybody tell me the, what's the going weird on part here? Is is that I enjoy time travel stories, but yeah. whenever we get them in comics, for the most part, they always go too far and never make any sense. That. It's the weirdest part because even this whole thing, reading this issue and going back and thinking about what we've dealt with in the previous months when we still had comics going on, except for the like the Forever Force and stuff like that, this really feels like Joshua Williamson is trying to ape Jeff Johns as two. 2010 run of the flash that 12 issues that led into flashpoint because everything that we're dealing with with the renegades reverse flash it was all right there even the idea when the renegades coming back and are trying to arrest the flash we have that with the black hole in the 25th century here the same kind of deal under false pretenses and thinking about the idea of paradox our big new villain who's pissed off because paradoxes happen just thinking about that 2010 jeff johns run reverse flash spent an issue rewriting his own timeline over and over again to get what he wanted like how many paradoxes were like centered right there that would have yeah. caused so much going on in the continuity that seems to be continuing on from that point but i just don't understand either because in the beginning here we have eobard Thawne, the many deaths and for once i would like somebody to unlike you know recognize that weird shift at the beginning of rebirth where we have the new 52 eobard Thawne, which felt really different than anything we de- uh, dealt with before who then was like struck with that red lightning almost like the idea of the red and blue superman coming together to make superman reborn we had like a reverse flash reborn who remembered yeah everything from the previous timelines to this timeline and i wish we'd acknowledge that a little bit maybe play into that aspect a bit now i think that what's going on because i i don't like time travel stuff as much as you well this is what my point is it does get convoluted you know when it really gets convoluted when it lasts too long Uh, uh, when eobard thawne's involved because he just dies and sticks around and most of the time travel stories that you end up really liking really going with you can't have them stick around too long or else things start going and playing off that don't make sense. What's going on with this is Joshua Williamson only plays with time travel and problems with the Speed Force. That's all he And we does. never actually deal with this aspect, though. Let's think back no. before where, we, you know, Barry, which we deal with a little bit here, we talk about it at least, where the idea that Barry and the rest of the Speeders are supercharged still and, and have can't go too far because they can go back to their old ways and start shaking again. We're not no. dealing with that anymore. No. Barry's traveling back and forth 
forth through time. I think that might be overdoing the speed force a little bit. But I would think it would be too. That, so we're not going to bring it up anymore. Yeah, and this is what we said all along when we've had all time of these on. stories throughout all of the things with you know the Flash War, the Forever Force, all these things, even the different forces. What ends up they're supposed to be big. What's up with that? End up, that strength force, Jim. That you end up going against them at points. You know, never explain them and then just leave them behind. So oh, when like you paradox. end up having this, yeah, paradox. Even the idea that we've had so much of Godspeed, but boy, you can't even get a grip on what he's going on and Mina back in the day with you know all these things going on. They just end up being a thing just until they're not but yet what joshua williamson does to try to fool people i think is then you have a black hole in the future oh my black oh, wow. hole that ties into everything remember that guys but it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't tie into things it's just and so that's almost like a wow moment of his own but you can't base an entire issue on the wow moments of flash's history then tie him in with little things from your run Never tell a story and at the end think we're going to like it. Now, even the a lot idea of people did. Where we go to I the 25th understand. century where it's it's obvious that it's a joke that we go there because there's no reason because we know Eobard's dead in that timeline in the future. But when we get there, Black Hole goes to arrest Barry Allen because of paradox and whatnot, destroying the timeline. And it doesn't matter anyway because the timeline's destroyed. It falls apart. Barry grabs a cosmic treadmill mm. and heads on back to the past. I'm like, all right. I guess we just why, need to fill some space there. Yeah, I, I only think that that was because somebody might say when Barry's trying to find Reverse Flash, like, why didn't you go to the 25th? I, I don't know. Oh, he's dead. I don't know why I even did that. I mean, why did he – he said that there was no I reason. I just killed so him goes, there, so I'm going to go there. Now, again, if he was going to go to find notes and things like, from or, the, you know, the I'm time go, place. I'm going to go a month before Iris killed him, something, yeah. but he I goes I mean, it, I'll spell that out. Yeah, yeah, he goes after. He's, he's a little off. But, again, what you're saying Smart guy, the main dumb point, as hell. Uh, the main point is the idea of, hey, everybody, we're going to do a whole arc, a whole story. That's main thing is supercharge. We can't, you know, can't do this at the end. Hey, I kind of fixed you. Just don't go overboard. I told you right then. I told you that moment. He is being he's playing coy with this. He's not telling us what that means so he can do whatever he wants. So that's just left behind. I mean, who is going to specify what is going you say? That time travel seems like I, it's pushing I, it I too think far. So. I, I don't but know oh, the speed force as well as maybe Joshua Williamson. Here. I'm going to be a, I'm going to be a Joshua Williamson defender. No, it isn't. Oh. That's all you have to say because okay. it's never been spelled out. Thank God. It's never, and so you even <sighs> that's have a weight off my shoulders. This. Yeah, I, it, that's what I'm saying. Nothing is ever put. Uh, I even saw some people talking about man. I hope that. Barry ends up using the forever force against Paradox. And Wait, I wrote, what is that? That's what I wrote. Can you explain <laughs> to me what the forever force is? And this is the problem. This is where I oh, realized man, that death of the black of flash caused a lot of problems. Didn't this, it, Jim? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Here's what happens what is in happening this book. In the series. What happens at nothing? What happens in this series? The way that are it, it, I can tell when I talk to people, they explain things like this. Hey there, fella. Hey, can you do you know what the forever force is? Yes, I do, Jim. What is it? Uh, the Forever Force. That's what you get. You know they, what? They don't know Spot that. That's, on. that's basic on. it. It is a seven-year-old explanation not wrong, though, of Because something. that is the explanation we were all it given. It is. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I'm saying, hey, what's the strength force? Well, and, and some of them you start to get 
you know, details, but then you say, but what about this? And, and I mean, I'm telling Sorry, you, the thing some is, of those you could do some stuff with the straight forest, but what do you talk about the sage horse? Mike? The sage horse know, is bubble, the best. Bubble gun, gremlins, fire, nightmares, dream warriors. Kruger nightmares, you, <laughs> you know, know, what is it? some telepathy and, thrown in. And you know how that is, you know how that's fixed back then when that came out? You say that the person's own mind affects the damn Sage Force, and it would make sense. Well, thank God I'd say, we have okay. the trickster can access that and make a Sage Force gun. Yeah, and then later we were told that you have to be an avatar. <laughs> it makes no sense. Oh, my God. Yeah, and we're talking but, about this because what the hell happens anyway, in this issue? In Nothing. this issue, when ba- looks good though. I as thought. Barry is going, oh yeah, I think it looks great. But as Barry is going back in time to try to find Eobard Thawne at the one place he knows he'll go and catch him at his mother's murder. In the meantime, we have Paradox with Godspeed as his manservant on a cosmic treadmill that they built, going back in time a few weeks before. Where now Paradox is going to create some more Paradox and actually throw this entire timeline and the story out the window for me because he goes back to the <laughs> to the charged up forces that we had during the you know. The the year of the villain where Captain no. Cole became King Cold, and he kills Barry Allen you know, right there. You know, a week there. ago. I love it. He's like, go go back in time there, Godspeed. Godspeed's like, all right, here I go. Zoom, 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 zoom. And they go back three days. All right. Oh, I thought you'd go a little further. Well, oh, I'm sorry. Zoom, 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 zoom. Big bang. <laughs> oh, my. You, you went a little overboard there, pal. And also just the idea of overboard deal. But, yeah, they, they go and do that. And this is where you're going to have people, you know, discussing what is a paradox? What is a timeline shift? If I go back in time and kill Hitler, is that going to create a paradox or is that now going to create a new timeline? Is that going to create an alternate timeline? Are you going to end up having multiple alternate timelines going with the thing, which that's another thing that you can deal with, but you're being and told right this now, in a very generic way. I know, and paradox. right now, this is just overblowing everything because there is no reason behind any kind of no. storytelling that we're doing here because anything is possible and nothing really matters. Yeah, and the idea that you're feeding off of temporal energy but seem to think that you have to go to different times to create it differently in things this is temporal energy it, it all of it is just convoluted and and ill-explained it With really each is death a new paradox is created yeah and but my- that's not really the case if you really think of what a paradox is you know we talk about things where writers well, write time is, travel stories it, to avoid paradox it's kind you of leave a paradox a dead body. because the idea we- is he was in the future and he sent barry away right there but then went back in time and killed him so that creates a paradox because he yeah. he wasn't there to send Barry away because he killed him well, a week earlier. Well, that's what I'm saying, but that also just probably creates a new timeline set up right then. Exactly. You're going through time, so it would be more of that. When we end up talking, one of the bigger paradoxes that we had discussed in the past was Tom King's uh, Booster Gold deal, where you ended up having a dead body that shouldn't have been in a timeline left or brought back, things like that. That creates paradoxes. That creates something. Or, you know, you walk in, talk to yourself. The, the basic rules. You can't do this. You can't talk to me. But this whole idea, because of not really spelling out repercussions, really all paradox is doing is doing something and yelling that it's a paradox because his name paradox. is paradox. All he's doing is trying to get We're powers. just going to keep going back in time and destroying the Flash over I mean, and over again you, until there's no timeline left yeah. in what he's doing, and it seems like. you set up what I thought was going to be kind of a generic story anyway because of the idea that you ended up having what Barry did. And Paradox knows the timelines. He knows what Barry has messed with. He thought that he should have 
stay dead, all of that stuff. But you, I thought we were playing because it started out with Paradox's family. He lost his family. You know, he ends up disappearing, comes back as a monstrosity. They're scared. He ended up making a tower in a shitty limbo world. It was awful. Yeah, yeah, it made no sense. And then you end up like, oh, is this guy going to try to revert? Like, is he going to do his own paradox paradox to try to get his family back like Barry did? And then Barry will try to stop him because he knows what happens with that. We've left that behind. And now he has. And each time I try to get a grip on what Paradox's big thing is, I mean, really now it's. Let's just Let's erase Flash. Things. Let's erase Flash, and I get power from it. Uh, but it just doesn't make much sense. Plus, Tony, it was at one unless point you want how- to go with the idea to the Flash with his connection to the Speed Force right now and what he's up to on the Cosmic Treadmill, since he is a man out of time, if you will. Everything that you know, Paradox is doing should erase this Barry Allen because he is our present and future Barry Allen, the current one that we're dealing with. If he's died like two times every time the Paradox, it should catch up to him. But if you want to go with the idea he's out of time right now because he's traveling yeah. through time. But so again, he's these safe, are, what are you do? things that you're trying to figure out. Exactly. And, but they're not being told. No. And, and you're not even sure if they're being played with because there's not even the wink winks. And, and again, you're going to have in this issue where – Barry goes back to the day his mom died. And but has I'm not to gonna, let his mommy die I'm all over again. let it go. But even then, he's just standing outside a house. I mean, he's like, huh, let me stand here. I know what's going on now. This is just a wow well, last moment. Last time he went in the house, he created a flashpoint. We don't want to do that again. Yeah, yeah. So he's just <laughs> going to hang out. And But yet, this isn't really any different like it's not progressing the story it's just giving you a setting that's a wow moment yeah i mean just the idea that the if the treadmill is right in the middle of the road out front i mean that might <laughs> cause some trouble right there I mean, it's right there in the middle of the road luckily they're in a quarantine nobody's driving so you know having him i remember when me and my mom would read the comics in the attic and we'd get you know these are things that if you don't know these things well you know maybe you should if you're a flash fan and then there's other recap to get you up to speed on this series, but nothing is going no, no. on No, we, we, we pretty much spend this issue. We go to Reverse Flash. We have our wow moment, little clip show ideas of here's some cool locations you might enjoy, folks. And we fight with the Reverse Flash to the idea like we have to team up to stop Paradox because I know you'll hate that Barry Allen. Well, you know, Paradox is going around and killing Barry Allens, which ultimately, as we see the current Barry Allen here, it means nothing. No, it means nothing. And I think that the reason why he goes with this idea of a paradox, it causes and kind of going that in air quotes. So like a time quick? Yeah, be, well, the way he's doing it, he kind of has to because he's going willy nilly through all of this. And yet he doesn't have anything happen to the current timeline or the best, you know, that sort of thing. So you need to have something to explain or not explain why that's happening. But in the end, it seems as if either you're going to have Paradox just almost completely just destroy the timeline. Barry's going to have to put it back together or at least save it or Paradox might write himself. I could just see him writing himself out of the timeline at the last thing as Uh-oh. he's disappearing. I, what I was did wrong. I do? Forgive me, Barry. Forgive me, Flash. I know and not then just what disappearing. I, I, I just don't. You're, you're getting to a point where, as I said, these stories and this par- that the time travel is getting too wonky. It's getting too long in the tooth to actually make any sense. When do you think Hot Pursuit's going to show up? To try to save the yeah, day. I, w- I wish he would have showed up already. I mean, <laughs> He's a Barry get, Allen. Let's kill you him. You know you're going to get the twins, and there's going to be just nonsense that gets thrown out here somehow. Are going to go back Is to the future get, that's broken now to see yeah, the tornado twins? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you might yeah, as why well. Not? We're not doing anything. So, yeah, by the end, I think that it's going to get so convoluted that it's just going to have to end 
because there's nowhere to go with it. But we'll see. Maybe he can tie this all up. Look, I have a really- lot of stuff that's left on the table right now that I need to be cleaned up right now and force fed down my throat because it's just sitting there and I need to know what's going on with it. Yeah. Well, so then you, you begin the issue with the many deaths of Eobard Thawne. You end the issue with page after page of just Flash and Reverse Flash beating each other up to the point where they just realize they have to team up. And, and the realization is from Reverse Flash, who just was like, huh, you know what this means? And I'm telling you, from this dialogue, from everything going on, I'm like, I don't know where he's jumping to this conclusion either, but it's just, you know how to kill or get rid of Paradox, stop him. Oh, you know what that means? Team up. I'm like, whatever. Because I ain't going to tell you. I need to be there with you because you're going to hate this, Barry. Yeah, yeah. And again, is he? So you end this. Well, Heobart just got done killing his mother pretty much in front of him a few feet away, so I think he is going to hate it. I don't know about that because I'm looking at the last page, Barry. If you look at it, the cliffhanger. Uh, Look at Barry's about to punch him. Don't say it. He looks very excited. He is very, very excited. I didn't even have to say it for you to see it. It's right in your face. (laughs) I mean, what what is this? The return of the villain cod piece for crying out loud. I mean, really, he is there. He is big, baby. And there's Reverse Flash went down on his knees with a smile on his face. Everything's good to go. Yeah, this issue does look great. I like the I like art it a lot. Too. It a lot. And I, I actually like the combination of art in this. I like the both artists going and doing things with it. So yeah, it's I solid. Was, uh, yeah, yeah, it was. And you don't usually like Howard Porter. I think his stuff is, is strong here as well. And so by the end, I, I'm going to give it, it's almost like a Back to the book six. Uh, and I, I think that might even be a little high. Back to the uh, book six. Back All to right. the book six out of ten. I'm gonna give, is back, baby. I, I think I'm going to give this oh, an apple. I'm giving it an apple pie out of ten. All right. I, I, I think that I'm going to give it a chimpanzee film, smoking out of ten. I, I, <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. I don't know. You might be overrated <laughs> a little. I, I hope that people are listening to like, I could just see these people that. I was listening to these guys talk about these older books, and boy, they seem real positive. And what happened? But yeah, here it is. I, I, I'm going to go five nine. I'm going to go just under right. six. I don't think it gets to the back. To, it's the back to the books five nine. Though. Yeah. yeah, I'll go five nine. What are you giving? I enjoy the art in this issue. I am a sucker for you know wow moments. Not not over the top sucker for him, but I do enjoy seeing him. I do look forward to the prospect of Flash and Reverse Flash teaming up to take this on. But from what we get in this issue, with all those things I just laid out that I enjoy about it. I give it a 5.5 out of 10. I'm going to go six. I, I like the idea of a back to the book six. It doesn't go well with the <laughs> five, nine, five, nine doesn't flow. And I did really like the art and, you know, some of the moments they're nice enough, but it just, I need a progression in the story. And I really think that you're wasting time on things that everybody knows. Let's find out some things that we don't know that I'm afraid we're never going to find out. Ever. But, this is going to be a – and now the next book, Batman and the Outsiders number 12, it, it's not exactly the same idea because yes, – you know, Brian. No, I'm <laughs> saying Brian Hill, I, I don't have as much of a background reading as a Joshua Williamson. Right. We've read 90-some issues of Flash. It's we crazy. know how it goes. Batman and the Outsiders, I'm not going to say that I know that Brian Hill won't ever tell us answers. It's just that it, it, it takes too damn long to get to them and really – There's rarely many questions anyway. There's not a lot going on in this book. It's something that I have said since the beginning of the series. I do like the art. I do like Dexter Soy's art, though I think at points it's a little down here, not as great as he usually has. I like the art a lot as well. In the meantime, you end up with a non-progression of a story and pretty much character beats that we've got every issue. Non-stop. 
Yeah, it's Batman the Outsiders number 12, written by Brian Hill, art by Dexter Soy, Veronica Gandini, and Clayton Kells. I've given this series more chances to get me on board than probably any other book, and I was looking forward to this issue since I think Brian Hill is finally getting to tell the story he wanted to when the series started. However, this is the sort of issue that's the opposite of the mob. Every time I think I am in, it keeps pulling me the hell out. While there are some nice character moments in this issue, they seem stuck on repeat. An overall story goes nowhere. I like the art enough, but the pacing of this book is getting to me again. And that's where I even talked to Brian Hill, and he said that he was having problems with the pacing in a comic. And I don't think that he gets the, you know, per issue pacing of possibly a little bit of action. It's almost like Lube, a little bit of da 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 oh my, you know, yeah, know Mambo number five. Uh, that's what you kind of need. And, and you can't just halt everything to have the same moments. And it's the same characters. That's what gets me. You know, I want to see, if you're going to do this, have Jefferson talk to Duke. Have Katana talk to Batman. We've paired up. We can't ruin this dynamic now. Yeah, yeah. And it's always the same. I mean, this is almost... Well, that's the worst part about Club. There's clicks all over the place. We have the idea here with Cassandra talking to her mother, Lady Shiva, and they're trying to give you this whole, like, emotion, the idea of a mother-daughter bond that they have, even though they're from opposite ends of the world kind of thing, with Cassandra being a hero and, like, Lady Shiva being an assassin and whatnot. But... If you want to see this and see it done right, just go to the last issue of the Batgirl run that Cassandra Cain was Batgirl. It's it, that entire run. This it, whole well, I think relationship that's what is a lot done of these ten times are better. Grabbing onto you, even on Brian well, Hill, have like, her say we're, we're redoing the old stuff yeah. but poorly, and I'm like, why? Well, it's that, and even that, what Shiva says, hey, your Batman just wants you to be one of his, you know, clowns. He doesn't care about you. He's keeping you down. Hey, he's not even making you a Batgirl. You know, that's supposed to be a wow moment, but. The idea of that is every time they've met in this issue, whether they're on the same side or fighting, same exact thing, same exact thing. Then you throw in stuff like Duke. Hey, your mom's hot, baby. I'm like, what? What happened? Look, look, the thing is, like, you know, you think my mom's hot. Everybody thinks your mom's hot. And right there, you're done with Duke. He has nothing left to do in this issue. Yeah. Yeah. You're just showing that you don't have anything because you have paired up. You always have. Even and that's idea, my if you, point. If you want to do it more with the idea like, you know, I want to, you know, test the, the limits of my darkness powers. Cass, what's the help? Okay. I guess maybe at some point we'll get to see what this darkness powers is because yeah. I still don't understand it, even though I never no. know what the light powers were. And this is where I don't – nobody did. Yeah. I don't think the signal. that – I don't think that he's able to kind of make these things work differently because, like I said, you have Jefferson and Bruce. You end up having Lady Shiva, Cass, Katana, Jefferson. Duke has only talked to Cass. Cass is busy with Shiva, so he does nothing to do. You can have him do other things. Have him talk to Sophia. Have them talk have to anybody talk have to them Sophia. There. Have them all together. Have them all together. Have them doing this. Have Duke in his room wondering, like some of the things, like you're saying, we want to see are what are these dark powers? Is he training them? Is Batman aware well, of not them? Not only the idea of the signals powers. That, that's something that's been stuck in my crawl for a long time. Even with the light power stuff like that. But even we have Sophia. She's on the team now. Needs to have a name. I'm like, I don't fully understand your powers. Even the guy Ishmael yeah. who activated your powers seemed like I don't know what his powers are, yeah, and he, I never yeah. will. He's got Lazarus running through his veins. Whatever the fuck. Yeah. That means, but for some reason, he's good at the being stabbed with a sword. That's enough to kill him, though, because we're we're wiping the like the board clean at this point. Everything we've dealt with here, which is the most aggravating part of this whole thing, everything we've dealt with up to this point, it doesn't matter because we're moving on to a new idea. So we're going to wipe the board clean and get rid of these people. I think that what we're doing is, and I'll go back to a mob thing. I'll go to Goodfellas the movie. What we see in this book, it seems like 
the whole deal of when you started seeing everybody involved in the big heist yeah. showing up dead. That is Brian Hill getting rid of all the nonsense that he was made to tell in this year of the villain oh, no. to get back. Caliber. But, but you, have, you have to do this <laughs> a little better. Yeah, you have oh, to no. do it a little better. Plus, Ishmael. one of the big, one of the biggest things in this issue should be the idea that Lady Shiva just shows up at the Batcave and hey, and, and it's just pushed away by Jefferson saying to Batman, uh, you knew I was heading off to with Lady Shiva, right? Yes. Like, yeah. No. Like, I'm why you, this are you whole letting thing, this happen? When we even start out the idea here where, you know, he goes to Cambodia. Batman's like, you saved a lot of lives in Cambodia. I'm like, no, actually, if he hadn't gone to Cambodia, I think all those lives would have been it's saved. And it's funny, too. You did well in Cambodia. Lives were saved. No, no, no. Huh. Uh, friends were saved. No. <laughs> look, look. We were fighting on the beach and then they blew up Cambodia. Yeah. <laughs> as a, as pretty much a symbolic thing and to they get got away. away. And got killed. They, they would have gotten away without that kill if they weren't there. Just everything I, I about like these the characters, which I love these characters when they're done right. The idea, though, with the outsiders that we're dealing with, none of them feel right anymore. Even no, Duke Thomas, you can do anything you want with because he's a newer character. He doesn't have a lot of background you have to continue on with if you want to go somewhere. But I'm looking at everybody we're dealing with, and even Rachel Ghoul at the end, where he has this doomsday device. He's going to destroy Lady Shiva's home village, and he's going to destroy more if you don't turn over Sophia and you know duke thomas stuff yeah, like that duke like, and Cass. Well, look yeah. i understand you have a device that'll allow you to do everything you've ever wanted to do with the league of assassins here race but the, you also know batman so you think he's going to turn these people over because you threaten a city no he's going to be batman and stop you without turning his people in how do you not know this race and you also race is the guy who wants to make money he wants to control things race to me isn't necessarily the I got the doomsday button. I'm going to blow up the world kind of guy. Well, and that's no, he what it will. Seems that's like the thing he is, is he's going to save the, the planet by erasing the population. Yeah, it seems one step a little bit time. too much for him the way he's doing it, though. But even so, with that, we're 12 issues into this series. We're a year worth of story that has come out. Hawkman, Jim. And you are still doing this thing where you have to have Batman talk about the little boy in the alley. We're way Let me tell you that. about my Wait, parents dying is, in case you are aware. This is, this is the <laughs> issue with here that in this book, you've already done this with him and Jefferson about uh, I'm a teacher. I'm not a leader. Yes, you're a teacher and a leader. No, yes, no, uh, you don't trust me. Those sort of things have kept on and on. Now it's like, let's get down to the personal things. It's not even just this thing. Anybody who knows Batman, this is, in my mind, it's a very much trying to be a up-to-the-plate home run, as you're saying, that this Excellent. is a wow moment. <laughs> this is the things that Those writers the will do. Ever. And, and I, in my mind, this is just me, but this is a scene that shows you that Brian Hill is afraid that people don't think he gets Batman. This is the you know pronouncement of, look, I know Batman. I'm going to have well, that's Batman That's the worst part about this. this because you want to have this wild moment where you're like, I need people to know that I know Batman. But what you're doing with the scene for the most part is saying, once we get a little bit further, we're pushing Batman yeah. out and he's not going to be a part of the book yeah. anymore. Uh, I'm like, well, why do we got to deal with him now? I got it even more than that. I thought this was Brian Hill sending a little beep, beep, beep. He's, he's using the telegraph. This book is going to get canceled soon. <laughs> I, I think that's all it was. It's the beginning of the end of, yep, we're going to get down well, this and I want you to teach him. And that's all it's going to be at the end of. Hey, Jefferson, you teach him. All it's right. funny, though. We have Jefferson here, and the idea that his big standout line in 12 issues in my mind is when he was confronting Batman after they got Sophia saying, you're not going to put a goddamn bat symbol on that girl. You're going to let yeah. her be a girl. We start out this issue, welcome Sophia to the team. I'm like, what happened? <laughs> hey, no, nobody's, nobody's even putting up a fuss. 
And then I'm, I'm waiting for Jefferson, like, man, you know what that needs? That outfit of yours, a bat symbol. Yeah. I, I, I have a, I, you know, not a hot take, but I, I really do think that maybe this book, while you were trying to get the idea of selling it better by putting Batman in it and in the title, I think that this should have been The Outsiders. Batman should have been in there the first issue. Let yeah. him go. Let Jefferson have the spotlight as the teacher who then we could have developed more. Batman to me is the brick wall or speed bump in this book. Everything ends up when you get Batman showing up. Everything stops because you have to have these moments with Jefferson. Oh, you don't want me to lead or that. You have Shiva who shows up. Hey, Batman, tell them what the, you know, we're really up against. And then Shiva, hey, Cass, you're being put behind. Batman to me is unnecessary in this book. Even just the idea that they head back to the Batcave to do this. And then he's going out talking about his parents. We don't need that in this book. The book, people are buying this book to me not to get Batman. Batman's there. Batman's in the title to sell it. That everybody probably has their other person, Jefferson, Katana, not many, but you know, and and all those. You're not interested in the Black Lightning Katana ship going on here, right now. What's going to happen? Will they? You don't understand. We're going too long on this podcast. I have my Sophia cosplay costume I'm making right now. No, it's funny I you need, bring that up. I the need Sophia her to bring cosplay. up a name. If you remember the last issue where we left her to pick out a costume for herself, yeah, and yeah. then we were like, I don't recognize any of these costumes no, that were hanging out. None of up. that was there. I didn't see any green. <laughs> what, you get the spray paint out? I mean, really? There's nothing there. Where are all those guns and that those crazy, you know, shoulder pads? I don't know what's going <laughs> shoulder on. Shoulder pads. Shoulder pads. But yeah, so again, I, I don't like this idea where it seems like a, a guy who's been on the book for 12 months is still trying to convince people that he knows the characters. And it goes through all of them. Wait, that's, what Hulk, man, that's what I think he does. That's what I think he does with Shiva as well, though, with that whole deal. And that's why it never gets beyond that. You know what the funniest yeah, part about Shiva and this whole thing is? After we get everybody and the idea that we have to go and see this alien ship where the, you know, the doomsday yeah. device comes from, I, all I'm thinking in this whole ride is, is Batman going to have to shoot another horse? Because he's got like yeah, five now. Katana, you know but, Katana's going to kill the, that the horse. The idea when Raish tells them after everybody's left alive, like, you know, dead except for Ishmael to leave them with a the little holographic projector so Raish can give his ultimatum out there. But I'm going to destroy, I'm going to show you the power of my doomsday device here i'm gonna destroy the birthplace the village where shiva and her sister carolyn were born i'm thinking to myself this whole background and shiva i'm like okay you had that which is weird too because race should have been running that village anyway but the whole thing yeah. is carolyn and shiva you know her sister they moved out of there and they went to detroit i'm like is it because nobody would have cared if you destroyed detroit so you had to go to yeah, this little village i'm telling you no no i'm thinking that you know detroit would be a little too much and they, <laughs> what in my mind i'm there and he's like oh and jim you're next here you go Warminster. I'm like, please keep going, Quaker oh, no. Town. Please wipe that the hell off the face of the earth, too. And then I just start lying. I also lived in Baltimore. Buffalo. All right, Baltimore, <laughs> Buffalo. All done. And he's like, Buffalo, I ain't dealing with Canada. So then you, you have all these things going on, but you know, you're going to get Candid. these moments. So, so yeah, I'm just yelling, yelling everything. St. Louis. So you end up where. You have another moment, Katana and Jefferson. And basically, in my mind, Katana says, listen, I'm a lady with needs. I got my husband here. Yeah, he's fine and dandy. He and we a got sword. A, we got a bladed cuckold situation going on yeah. right now, Mr. Jefferson Please. Pierce. You, you go and look at my review, Eric. I, I spelled it out in, <laughs> in detail about Maceo. Tell no, me more. No, he can't do anything. He's stuck in the sword. He doesn't need that. She better put it in the closet. But yeah, she says to Jefferson, listen. 
you know, my husband's in a sword. I will be with him when I'm dead. (laughs) But I ain't dead, baby. And I swear to God, and Jefferson's, I'm going to be strong here and walk away. I'm like, no. Just come out. I'm like, really? Uh, So you have that going on. Uh, That's a weird moment. It's a really really weird moment. More than anything with the idea that as we go forward and DC realizes, holy shit, we done messed up for the last decade and goes back to a timeline that's cohesive since a post crisis situation where we have Jefferson go with Katana. There's some weird flash going on. The timeline ships back and all of a sudden, oh shit, I'm married with two daughters. What did I do? Yeah, yeah. Here, here's my deal, Eric. I just want to... Nothing comes out of the conversation. I can only imagine <laughs> poor Maceo breathing a sigh of relief, having just escaped an odd cuckold situation inside the sword. <laughs> like, this is weird. Uh, so, what is going on, I don't put this stuff on, in my review. I save it for yeah. the podcast. Oh, I, I put it... I, I figured that we would get into it anyway, and I'm glad you brought it up, because I probably would have forgot. But you end up there with, you know, the, the whole sword. That's the wow moment. That's the moment that you show that you know Katana. My husband's in the sword. He's going a little further. I want Jefferson to say, listen, I understand. I'm a sexy fella. You want to get down. I'm not really down with that, but the hell happened to those powers of yours that came about? I'm so happy you brought it up. Like, we ever going to get back to the annual where she became an elemental? Yeah. (laughs) Where's these elemental powers that, you know, I thought they were elemental. And they were. Maybe that's after race, you know, and stuff. Like, I don't know what we're dealing with. I have to go back and and see if there was a timeline established where this takes place ever. Because I don't recall. I thought it just took place on like a down weekend during this whole thing. Yeah. So I'm thinking there, she's all sexed up. What's happening with these powers? Holy moly. She, you know, he wants her to more be like blowing wind instead of just blowing. I don't know. So yeah, it is. But yeah, he ends up like, no. And I I wasn't going to ask you about any sexy things. Yeah, you're afraid of what I might say. And Maceo's in that sword. Please, no. Oh, God. What is going- he is going. He's so pissed right now. Can, can you actually ask for divorce inside the soul sword? Keep me sheathed and, you and black light, and you better keep it sheathed, too. It, it, does he have to hire a ghost attorney? I ain't one of them big city lawyers. I'm one of them ghost lawyers that he can go in and serve papers. I don't know, because I went out. Also, they end up going into the desert to head towards this big giant you know spaceship that is spelled out was there for eons and it ended up coming to destroy the world but the thing is is it just because everybody was killed that was trying to get to that as well when race race had to fight tooth and nail to get to that you saved a lot of lives black lightning yeah (laughs) you know batman and and the, the outsiders are just there's nobody left to attack them because i would think there'd be more people heading towards this the way it was before but you know they they're not and there's race and and you go in and that you know such lines as we're now leaving earth <laughs> really so they go in and then basically race is cleaning house because all of the characters that were kind of established the, the <laughs> characters that seem big uh you know are dead they're they're just dead including like where is duke's you know whole deal he got to fight karma at the one point but ended up never really getting a lot of, you know, come up and some really a- an ending to his deal. And now all that just gets pushed aside, right? Because he's there 
And why aren't they grabbing that damn mask? That thing seemed pretty powerful. One of the goodies you have in this ship, besides very racist doomsday, just like your machine that he's gotten out yeah. of the spaceship, you're like, you're standing in a craft, a long dead civilization that came here to punish this world. I'm like, who is it? The Dominators? What are we dealing with? They're just telling yeah, me who it is. But this yeah. whole thing, because originally we always thought it was going to be Brainiac Tech, because that's what we were Which led it, to believe. That was what was set up. But to be I, the I just, the I, I just love this racial goal hologram as he goes along. You know, Batman's like, we're going to find you and stop you. And just the whole background now is like, all right, time to have some spell. Would you believe Markovian criminals <laughs> sought to keep what was inside the ship for themselves? Like, yeah. yeah, I think I would. Yeah, yeah, I would too. What I don't believe is Ishmael. He's got Lazarus in his blood. What does that he's mean? also got a sword through his him. His only he, weakness, impalement. His only weakness, steel. You, you end up where he's there, and he has been stabbed, run through with rage. He's dying out, but yet he is going to struggle to survive. He's going to tear so the that- line. So that he can push the button on the hologram? Yeah. I'm telling you, I'd be like, screw you, Raish. I ain't pushing no He's hologram. A true He's the one. Screw that. Just look at the guys we have here. I was going to say I would have eaten it, but I don't what? think I would have done that look, either. Look but. at the guys we have here, though. League of Assassins, for the most part, it's no more. We had Lady Shiva, we had Karma, we had Ishmael, and we had Caliber. They're all dead. Lady Shiva de- like, defected, and now Raish finally has a device that will allow him to sh- destroy cities without a bunch of goddamn ninjas. He's in hog heaven right now. You know how much money he's going to save not paying ninjas? Well, that's true. I mean, ninjas cost a lot of money. I don't know if you realize that they have those robes. And, you know, and really the thing about ninjas that drives me nuts is, you know, they don't do much else but sneaking around and stabbing. You, this is they don't have day jobs. This is Raish's way of laying people off, man. I'm going to have to yeah, declare bankruptcy soon. <laughs> stab, stab, he's, stab. He's doing, he's doing that. And, and then Batman, no in the meantime. Batman's thinking about, yeah, I better start clearing the house on this Bat family. This is nonsense. But, you know, Batman punches a wall. And then pretty much, I believe, and and I have said, and you have said, not even just said, we've read, and Brian Hill has said, that he does his dialogue with Batman by actually going around talking as if he's Batman. And I think that in this book, near the end, he is actually inserting himself in the actual comic as Batman and getting advice from Jefferson of what he's doing here with the story, because he's like, it's not over. We now reset the board, because that's all this issue did. It got rid of every little thing that didn't really matter, but it did before, and now it's just them against race, which you could have had in issue three. I mean, really, we're not really just, doing much just of anything Just think of this whole here. thing, the idea of like, you know, cities will fall with this doomsday freaking ball that I have going here. What are your demands? Yeah. Race, I need you to disband your outsiders. Give me Duke Thomas, Sophia Ramos, and Cassandra Kane, and then you tell that Black Lightning to kill Lady Shiva. You're asking a little bit too much. Like this yeah, is a guy. Yeah. This what, like he's a smart guy. He's been around for hundreds and hundreds of years. Yeah. Knows Batman inside and out because he's his greatest foe. The idea that he would lay this out there, but. what happened, Race? Did you forget who Batman was and what he does? Like, why yeah. would you think this would ever work out? I, I don't know. And he's like, yeah, and, and also I need you to marry Talia. We uh, the thing, uh, even this whole thing, yes, you have a doomsday device that will do the thing that you always want to do. You, you just have a new way of doing it now. You're not changing yeah. the game of Batman. Yes, you could do it faster than you would originally, but Batman's still going to come after your ass. Well, yeah, you end up having what appears to be earthquakes that look like folding paper, at least. You have that. What also, then earthquakes Ray, look like? Ray, Ray, things are falling around. A big you know, gap opens up and things fall in. These things look like it's paper. This <laughs> looks like paper that's just kind of you know, going. 
And uh, then Ray's just like, yeah, and also I need you to kill it's Superman. It's weird, too, because... I the, need uh, Damien. The weird I thing need, is, like, the way that, you know, Shiva's, you know, village that she was born in here, a bunch of farmers, as she puts it, is destroyed. It actually seems, uh, tying into the Markovia thing that we've all dealt with, seems almost like Geoforce's powers, the way he raised this whole yeah, village, does, you know, actually. to, to go up with the way the, the gravity is and stuff like that. I'm like, that is weird. I hope we do see Geoforce at some point. Well, that would have been a cool tie-in if he went and found Geoforce or got this and gave Some kind uh, of tie into him, the Markovia you know, stuff. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, he ends with just him laughing with that spit there. But I hate that. He's like, <laughs> he's got that know. old man spittle. I'm gonna win. I'm ah! sure he's gonna have that white stuff in the corner of his mouth too. Oh yeah, he'll have that. And uh, his smile though looks like Joker esque even there. He's and happy. then he and he's an older guy, so then he he's gonna turn around. He's no more. He's, he's gonna start yelling at the clouds. <laughs> he's yelling at the clouds Shake behind him like boy. an old man. Uh, yeah, I, I'm telling you, some of the art I thought was a tiny bit off, but it I is dig it. And and D- Dexter Soy's art's great, but it ends up again in an issue where there's not a lot going no, on. There's not. Even, well, I told you, and, we have some character moments that you've seen already. We wiped the board with everything we dealt with, with no fanfare, and now we're just race got a doomsday device. So I guess we'll deal with that at some point. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what do you give? I'm giving it a six out of 10. And mostly that's a little bit higher than the flash because I like the art a little bit more, but really like the flash, not a lot going on here. I'm going to give it a six out of 10 as well. It's the back to the book, six out of 10. <laughs> and it's just one of those. It's, you know, some things are uh, nice enough, yeah. uh, but they are on repeat. And the story doesn't progress at all. I mean, the story just gets to the it left. It takes a left turn, but not a clever left turn. You know what I'm saying? Like, all of a sudden, it's not like a cool twist. I'm like, all right, we're dealing with something new now. Okay. Yeah, and, and just having, you know, a Ishmael dead, that, that doesn't hit as much as we I think maybe he ye. thought. That's why it doesn't hit. You end up with like, well, I didn't really like your know you anyway. Your no, power no, sets seem ca- to go on and karma on. karma or caliber, no. But again, you set up, you know, this whole thing where you would hope that Duke got, you know, his little revenge, or at least he was able to. And yes, him and Cass got to beat uh, karma up, yeah. but not really. They ended up blowing up things. So then you go, you end up having the whole deal with Ishmael, where you did have Sophia against that. And you don't get to have her have that no. moment either. He, you just I'm telling in. you, he and, messed her up, killed her father, did yeah. all this stuff, brainwashed and her with race. And if you're going to do that, I, I would have rather that have happened earlier in the issue and then have Batman kind of talk them through. Listen, I know that this might not be as satisfying for you, but it's better this way because you aren't the ones that end up having to deal with their deaths through, you know, something. But you got nothing. They're what? just dead. They walk by. Now, this is a big thing going forward for what we're dealing with because Sophia is on the team, but she needs a name, Jim. It's time to play yeah. the name game. I thought she was going to take Karma's mask. I-, I actually thought Duke was, too, or they were going to do something what with that. But do they you leave think that, that Sophia's what, name will name be is going forward? Be her code retribution. name. Retribution. Really? I'm actually surprised she's not continuing on with Babylon. The Desert Rose. I'm going, I'm going with Lady Payne. Crackling Rose, Eric, is what I'd go with. And then and Duke's going to change his name to Forever in Blue Jeans. It is. Forever in Blue Jeans. They were, they were listening to Neil Diamond. Apparently. The <laughs> hey there, you're going to be Sweet Caroline. It's, it's what uh, Jefferson is now. He's Sweet Caroline. Doesn't really You don't want to be cool sense. to pick the name that's going to be there earlier. So you can always say, No, you I'm not did playing you. this. Game. Then Katana, she's like, I am coming to America, is what I am for now on. And then Batman's just like, fuck it, I'm Neil Diamond. That's what he says, right? There you go. Uh, I'll say that her name is going to be Earthquake. Earthquake. I, I don't know. I'm trying to I'm think of Lady something. Payne. 
Lady Pain? Yeah. That With sounds like some sort of wrestler or something. <laughs> Earthquake was a wrestler. Yeah, no, not my book. <laughs> okay. He was not, part of the tag team, the Natural okay. Disasters of Typhoon. She's going to go by the Heartbreak Kid. It's what she's going to go Ooh. by, or maybe Edge. Why would not she just went by Sting? <laughs> I, was I was watching I the Sting know. match earlier. Yeah, I, I don't I don't. Eric, I, I'm not good at that thing. What did you say, Lady Pain? Lady Pain. You, you get some information from that or something? No. I don't know. That doesn't seem like somebody that Batman's going to want to associate with. You know, like yeah. Orphan. Like, hey, there you are, Lady Pain. She needs a new name. When when you end up, she was going He's to one point. associating with Lady Shiva right now. No, that's ridiculous, too. Is that why you want Lady Pain? You need some more ladies I do. There? I think Is she's going to give a little you, bit of a, want lady- a feel for Lady Shiva and think, you know what? I'm going to like that name, too. But you know what? I get stronger with my pain. Girly Girl Rainbow is what she's going to go by. Um, let me Rainbow. see that. Actually, her, Green her, shoulder pads. I was going to say, I'm looking. I want to look at shoulder her pads. costume. She's got the green envy. That's what I'm going to go with, ah. envy. She's got the green with envy. That's me. You know, I don't know why. It doesn't make any Orphan sense. Orphan, too. <sighs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Urchin. She'll go by. Let's get on to <laughs> let's get on to the next issue. Did I give that a six out of ten? Yeah, I did. Yeah, okay. you gave so it a six sure. out of ten. So did I. Hawkman, the next one. Jesus, criminy. What? What are we out of out of sync here? Hawkman, number twenty three, written by Robert Venditti, with art by Marcio Takaro, Fernando Passeran, Oclair Albert, and Jeremy Cox, with Rob Lee on letters. I almost messed that up. Do you, do you want to call Robert Venditti? Can we call him Diddy from now on? Would that no, be what? cool? Call Let's call him Diddy, Diddy from now on. I'm going to call him Diddy. Do you think he would like How that? How about Bobby because, V? No, Diddy. And I want to do it because I know he probably wouldn't like it. And he hates our guts. So who cares? <laughs> who cares, Eric? Let's go. What, what did Diddy give us this, this month? As the key to the destruction of the universe transports Carter and Shire to the God Beyond the Void, Carter remembers back to the Black Plague, where he and Shire were doctors and census takers of the dying and the dead. It's there he, we see how fearing can affect people and cause the worst in them to come out, where we almost see the people of Seville, Spain in 1650 burn Carter at the stake because he was perceived as a demon that was bringing the sickness to the town. In the end, though, we see that the Batman who laughs his infection is just gone now, and Carter and Shire face that being that started Hawkman's bid for redemption. <laughs> yes. Yes. You get that out there, yeah. buddy? Yes, Some more punctuation. Did. Yes, you did. Um, yeah, Diddy is here, Eric, and... Sitting there, and is it? I don't know. I, I get the idea that he could write whatever he wants. Everybody's going to give it a ten, whether or not it progresses a story. We all know that Carter has had other lives. We all know that they're connected Look, in with. Do Hawk we all Girl know and- everything that we're dealing with now? Because you talk about the idea of connecting with Hawkwoman and stuff like that, but we don't know her connection at this point. Because even though we saw, in, you know, uh, James Tyne in the Force, you know, a few issues of Thanagar Prime and the Justice League run. Where Shiera, she saw Kendra Saunders and said, hey, you're a future life of mine. I know all about this resurrection shit. Anymore for what we're dealing with Hawkman, she seems to have no idea of her past lives. And Carter, even though in issue number 12, was told by Qatar Deathbringer that I grant you all your memories back, he seems to not know a lot of stuff that's going on either. So now we've had the Sky Tyrant this entire time, the Batman who laughs infection, taking him, turning him into a villain. We get sucked into this void, and when we come out the other side, after Carter has a memory of Spain in 1650, the infection's gone. 
Yeah, I might. Yeah, and I, I think that where people are like, boy, it is a weird quinky dink that you have this whole deal with the quarantine and the COVID. I think that this is just his kind of clever idea of we had an infection that ended up, you know, causing the, you know, the pushing up of the Earth three sky tyrant. So now we're going to go back and his past the show that he dealt with infections before. I just and I, even he when just, the idea is Carter, the infection's gone. I had him. I remembered something. But how does how does that work? I even the whole thing. Look, I was never a fan of the Batman who laughs infection stuff, especially when it came to the Sky Tyrant, because it doesn't make sense to be past lives coming back and the whole idea how we dealt with the Sky Tyrant. But because we've dealt with it, I want a satisfact satisfactory conclusion, something satisfying me. And we just have Carter remembers himself, fall through a void, hit the ground. He's good now, everybody. He's good. We don't have to worry about it. No, my mind. no, don't do that. Yeah, that's that's what happens, and not much goes on. And yes, this is no, a this thing nice is, little I, one-shot story. Exactly. If it wasn't, if this was an annual, or if this was a, you know, like we're going to have coming up the uh, Batman Black Files stuff. Right. If you ended up having that for some reason, and maybe it should have. The Hawkman Black Journal. Yeah, Hawk Hawkman should should have sold better, though. We're kind of getting it a little bored has. with it ourselves. <laughs> It should have. It, it is a quality enough title to sell better than it is because the sales are terrible. You know, all the but, kids that go around in the street and play Hawkman? Yeah, they're <laughs> you, you end up, though, <laughs> if that was the case and you had the black book, you know, you had that sort of thing. This would be great for something like that. Condense it a little, oh, make it a little some tighter. We saw stuff with this before. With, you know, we're jumping in. We thought for a while there after issue number 12 when we completed the main story of the God Beyond the Void and De- Qatar Deathbringer that we would get a bunch of these. We only got like one or two, I think, along the line, but these are enjoyable. But stopping the story to say, hey, this is one of the past lives and not get any progression at all until you're a cliffhanger. I'm like, no, you just, you just filled in the space of the actual story and didn't do anything. And so as we were doing, still is enjoyable as we were doing the definitive version, uh, you know, and the whole deal of leading into that issue 12 and then going for, we were worried of what the story is going to end up being. Are we going to get, and we, we actually like, Oh, if we get, you know, the Kryptonian Hawkman in a tales of the Hawkman thing to kind of go, that's fine. You know, we could do that. That would have been served well with this story as well. Well, you have the year of the villain throw a wrench into that. So you end up having that. And I do think that Diddy, ended up doing a better <laughs> job at all that than, than most people did in you the year. You couldn't even get a P. Diddy song? No, I don't have that. I'm not searching him out. I had Biggie there, and he was in the video. I'm just thinking of Diddy dancing. He's in the, the video. background. He's over there. Yeah, don't worry. He's there yelling and screaming. So uh, you end up, and the only other thing is I had Wrong Turn singing 99 Problems. I can't find it. That would have been even better. But So you end, <laughs> up, with, you end up with this going on, and Yeah, I want a story. I want a progression. And I want, if you're going to get Hawker, and also just the idea that you're going to the void. But you're going to the void. Get to that. There's no reason to pause that and make it seem like this is a satisfactory conclusion to the whole Sky Tyrant deal. It's not. This is just a. It's over and we're moving on. Let's talk about, like, in my mind, unless we're going to do the. Here we go. The tales of the we're we're past this. Hey, past life. Let let's get going. I mean, well, this you, is the you idea. Talk about the stuff that we dealt with in Batman and the Outsiders. Even the stuff if you want to say ninety issues of the Flash and what's not been dealt with. Here we have almost two years with the way that books have been stopped. Maybe over two years now, but issue twenty three, almost two years 
of this comic story. People talk about the definitive origin of Hawkman. We're doing all this stuff, and we still have no idea how Shaira Hall and Hawkman are connected. Even the idea where that voice that he saw as Guitar Deathbringer, who told him, you're going to resurrect until you do all this stuff. It seems like she is that. We have no idea why she's that or why she's connected to Carter, resurrecting with him and all this time. And I think people have forgotten all that. And, and, and I she, think, you know, the whole the, deal, I think people have forgotten mainly about the story is supposed to be about him Getting, you know, saving people so that he can finally die. Even that- Guitar Deathbringer and the God Beyond the Void, you know, the big thing, the, the catalyst for this all to take place thousands and thousands of years ago, how many t- time it was, but never really got a satisfying answer of who these people were, what race he was at this point, or what this God was in the first place. I'm like, we were just told a pretty basic story. And like, here's a blueprint to something. We're moving on. Don't worry about it. We might get back to it two years later. I'm like... Oh, no, don't do that. This is what I've said about Diddy the whole time, Eric. Uh, The idea that he has issues where at the end and at the end of arcs and things, what you're only going to get this issue. Yeah, it's a nice looking issue. Yeah, it's really good. The idea that, you know, Shiara and Carter at one point were plague doctors and this big old plague plague doctor doctor bird mask. The concept is great. The bird mask, it ties in. It looks good. You have a story that really, I mean, Please, if you I, love I this said issue, Card, I'm sorry. It's it's Dr. Carlos Salon and yeah. Nayara. If, if you love this issue, please think of what the actual story is of his past deal. He is a plague doctor who goes to try to save people. They think that he must be causing this Savages. because he's not getting sick, and they want to burn with the stake. There's not much of a story and there. And then Nayara saves him, and, and then they he, go, yeah, "Hey, you want to walk together? Okay." Yeah, that's not much. Back of a to the story. God beyond the that void. Is not oh, much the infection's gone. What you get here is the wow moments again that what people so when you end up having Carter and, you know, Hawkman and Hawkman, they're kissing at the end. This is I see reviews and we get a moment that we've been waiting for for years. The weird part about this whole thing is I need some more character development for what we have here because Shaira, she was in love and married to Katar Hall, not Carter Hall, Katar Hall, the Thanagarian who died. She knows this. She even tried to resurrect him through this hologram freaking illusion fit on Thanagar Prime. Now to make out with Carter Hall, who she seems to know because of that, but we don't have any background on what they know or don't know at this point but he needs to get that moment there so that people will get excited oh man he knows what we want i'm telling you this starts to be along the lines of a catwoman batman at the point where we didn't know if catwoman still wanted for mass murder you end up having this that and the other thing going on that didn't make sense why is the gcpd still going because batman you're getting these two characters that you had already set up in books and different books and whatever that they aren't connected like that and yet you're not going to connect them you're just going to have them kiss you're just going to have them kiss that everybody wanted and so you see then and then people say well we see that they're connected in the past because we sold them as the plague doctors but nothing happens even in the plague doctor time where you have these people like what are we dealing with with the resurrection? Because it really felt that sometime, you know, during the the lead up to like Dark Knight's, you know, metal, where we saw that Carter Hall, you know, entered the whole, you know, the darkness using the nth metal and stuff like that. And he became the dragon. It was all this, you know, convoluted nonsense. But 
it seemed like there was something within that moment that made Carter forget everything that he knew the leading into the Hawkman series. Now, going back to this whole 1650, he has no idea who Nayara is, no idea of resurrections, it doesn't seem like. But here we have Carter Hall. He knows his past. Well, he knows of his past, but not the memories of the past lives for some reason, even though Qatar Deathbringer said, I'm going to give you those memories. And I'm like, you keep going back and forth here, and I don't know what to think about what Carter Hall knows or doesn't know well, even that, Shiara. That was a big problem when you first started into the year of the villain and then all of that other things when we you even said it then where all of a sudden he's like wait a second well what is this and then all of a sudden you're going to other things that he knew didn't know all of that and i think that diddy i'm not gonna hit it there but i think that what he's doing is just sitting there and and sitting there and like hey and he's looking in the mirror hey diddy yeah He's just sitting there thinking, okay, what are some <laughs> things in the past that were kind of bird-related? It was kind of hawk And the next thing you know, he's going to be Vince Papali on the Eagles. They're going to show him he's invincible. He's going to – what other things can you come up with? Where fly, he's kind of, He was man, there at Kitty fly. Hawk. He was there. You know, what else on are you going to have? To yeah, I, I'm telling you that it's just like, huh, and it, it's kind of just a placeholder issue that – is nice enough to read. Yet again, it's, my it's, favorite issue this week, though. But it's what we usually Very get. Lackluster. We usually get with Venditti. He wants to give you these moments that, again, you're like, oh, man, yeah, he knows Hawkman. Oh, man, he knows what we want. Just like the Justice League. You end up having a lot of pomp and circumstance. Two years but little, almost. What have we done story. with the series? And, and and people, I think, get caught in the mode. You ended up having, and, and it really is like one of those things, and I don't want to say they're brainwashed, but it ends up being no, like they're that. they're Well, no, it, it ends up, though, the brainwashed part of it, what I'm saying is they end up starting slogans that are continuously pumped out. The definitive version of Hawkman. Oh, yeah. Buzzwords. The, the human Batman. These are books that when things start going wrong, they still keep saying it. They still keep demanding that this is going. The ship is sailing great right now. They can't just pull themselves back and say, wait a second, we really haven't gotten a lot of stories. And then what you end up happening again, when you're going to be almost like a cult, like a fandom or a cheerleader, everything that has gone wrong is never the fault of the writer. And really, you can say you're the villain through a wrench. And Dan I did, Dio did but it. that's what you go. Dan DiDio <laughs> did it. You end up having Tom King write Heroes in Crisis. Can't be his fault. It's Dan uh-huh. DiDio. You end up having all these things going on. He writes a human on. Batman. Yeah, they didn't have a wedding. It's not the writer's fault. It's Dan DiDio. It's DC. And they're not saying anything like that with this, but I think that people are still in a mode where they have to rate this good no matter what. This book seems because like they start, they start at a 10 and then try to, you know, go a little down, but rarely do. And so you get that. And the thing that gets me is I don't think they're all Hawkman fans because there aren't many. You and Hawkworld. So that's that's the know. worst part about this is that I love Hawkman. I love Hawkwoman. I want a great Hawkman book. Yeah, I'm I just not getting do. it right now. And and Hawkworld is one that, like, you know, they love this book. The, the guy loves Hawkman. I don't I'm not talking about him. This is his thing. Oh, He's yeah. going to let, you know, and he may even see things that I or you did, but he loves it. It's the other ones that like, well, what's your horse in this race here? I mean, really, <laughs> why are you reading the same issue? Are you trying to get points? And it seems like it's become one of those books that not only just a cult favorite, 
but one of those where if you don't like it, you're wrong. You know, you don't like it. You're just not seeing the it's it's getting like a Grant Morrison type deal and, and stuff like that. And I don't get it because it's just a nice enough book. But this book in my mind overall you think of an overall score for this entire series and i would say you're going to go either a seven seven five i'm at about a seven five overall for the series possibly a seven point five see i'm not anything nine ten and that's what it it's just it's nice that's what it is it's It's nice it's a nice enough book for a side character that usually doesn't get this long of a look and that's okay but it's just I need a story, and, and now I'm starting to get angry. Do you think we're ever going to get back this. to the idea? About, remember in the JLA we had in the New Fifty Two during the Trinity War? Where, how cool it was when Hawkman and Vibe would you know do stuff yeah, together. They were I miss awesome those together. Times. They were awesome. And that's and Vibe, and and Vibe showed up here. Savage Hawkman, great. But and that's, the, yeah. that's the worst part is it's not even the same Hawkman because that one was killed by Destro. Who cares anymore? Destro, I'm sorry. out there. You know, but I just I'm starting to. Really, this book, I'm, I'm just bored. I'm bored with it. And I, it's just, I was so excited to like Carter it with Hall. you. If you jump into this whole thing and you're like, oh, man, I want to know about Hawkman and Carter Hall, you're just getting a bunch of stories about you know anybody but Carter Hall. And yeah, Eric, whatever the hell you just said. I don't even know. Let's, let's, let's <laughs> just oh, dance there. Oh, we'll see what happens. Oh, oh, did it. I'm sure I had plenty of points to make, whether you heard it or not. I don't know. But I went to the comic book roundup, looked at my overall score for 23 issues, and it is at a 6.5. So the, I was right the on. The thing about it is I don't want people to just think that, oh, listen to those negative Nancys. It's just – I'm not a negative Nancy. I want to enjoy the characters that I love and the stories that I'm involved with. It's just when you're getting with. this and then you see these scores. We've seen it happen with other writers where – they end up thinking, well, I'm doing enough. And, and I just, this book needs a little more. It needs a little more than what we're yeah. getting. Uh, what's your score of this uh, book issue right now? I enjoyed the art in this whole thing a lot. And I actually did enjoy the background of the, you know, the Dr. Carlos Salander and the plague, black plague and stuff like that. I thought it was a fun story, but I think it's unnecessary just to throw it in to fill up space so we don't continue the story that we actually want to see. And the idea, even though I hate the infection, wanting to see a satisfying conclusion, you didn't get it. It's just gone. So it's very disappointing. There's a lot of pluses, a lot of minuses here, but I gave it a 6.8 out of 10 overall. I'm back to the book six with this, baby. That's all the scores. <laughs> there really isn't much more than Plague Doctor acute of causing the plague that's what infection it is infection gone and then the infection's gone god beyond and the all board. that is the last couple pages that's all it, it yeah inside the void inside the Carter, void qatar deathbringer sent which him away people don't even know what that is you're just there you have three pages most of which are just close-ups and a gathering of weapons from uh you know hook woman and that's it and then you see the void oh no we're here i think we're a long way from home and then they're going to get to it. And there you go. We're not in Fatigar anymore, are we? And then the next trapped in the realm of the Lord Beyond the Void, which I thought that was going to be this issue. But, yeah, that's that. So it's disappointing. Disappointing. But we're going to go off now. To the classics. To the we're classics. getting back to the classics. We're getting back to the classics. And that'll be right about now. Jim Reeves. This means Shay's reviews are going well. Jim rings the bell. Jim rings the bell. Hello, weird science. Eric Shay's reviews are all the bomb. Eric's the bomb. And if Shay's recaps are read without a single misstep, ring the bell. 
Ah, yes, and we're back with the Classiques. Classiques. The Classiques here. And we're not going to crap around, Eric. We're not, we're not going to mess around. I am not feeling well as we're recording. As uh, now, usual. Let's get the hell done here. The Classiques, indeed. What are we starting with, Eric? We're starting with JLA number three, written by Grant Morrison, with art by Howard Porter, John Dell, Pat Garrahy, and Ken Lopez, from a story from March 1997. Our HyperClan threat takes a twist this issue with a discovery about who these invaders really are. And on top of that, we get a thing in comics that always makes me happy as hell. The idea that the villains perceive Batman as only a man and nothing to worry about, only for that decision to royally bite the bad guys in the ass. Everything comes to a head here with the JLA team as they fight back against the Hyper Clan now that they know who they truly are. Oh my, I ended up hitting that edit that out a little quick. Stop that edit that out, girl. I didn't need her coming in there. I was I was getting an itchy trigger finger, Eric. But yeah, you end oh, no. up having an issue here that is the penultimate, if I'm not mistaken. And you are setting up things. You are giving us a big reveal. And you are underestimating Batman, which is a the crazy best. deal. And I love, too, because it does seem like Batman, again, is kind of in the rafters. I love the Batman in the rafters. There's two I'm Batman done. I like. Everything I remember about this JLA run is that Batman was always in the yeah, rafters. There's two things. Things of Batman. I like the Batman who takes the cow off to, to talk to the kids, turns his chair around, get real. And I love the in the rafters Batman. But as villains go, you're right. It is great when you're reading something and it, it is a play. It, it's almost a cliche, a bit, it but is. it is one but of those one things. Well, that's the thing is when you see it, that's when you realize these bad guys. They aren't so bad after all. They're not so smart. They're not as powerful. They're taking themselves too serious. And Batman doesn't lose. I mean, we know that. that. So if you end up where a villain is so concerned with Batman, trying to get Batman, then you know they've done their homework. You know when you have, especially aliens. It's going to be aliens that that will come. And they have heard maybe and and batman i think is one of those things that you end up i would call him like a jerry rice eric where you end up at the combine the nfl combine where they have jerry rice running around he's running patterns he's in shorts he's in a t-shirt and they're like getting his rice company together they're like i don't think that he's that good no i don't think he's that good it's the thing is You have to see them with pads in the game. These aliens, all these villains usually must just, hey, I'm going to read the encyclopedia, the Wikipedia entry of Batman. Okay, Batman does this, he does that, and it doesn't seem so bad. They haven't seen him with pads on in the game. That's where he excels. That's where you can't take him for granted. So when you do have, again, we were doing that JL ape. Uh, it just recently on the Patreon as our Patreon spotlight, the first two issues. Well, it goes on. The, Gorilla the, warfare. The gorillas end up having everybody but Batman. They have lost from the beginning. If, if you don't have <laughs> Batman, you, you've lost. So when this is set up where. A gorilla Batman might even be more dangerous. Well, I'm saying, though, they didn't get it. Well, that's true. Maybe, though, still, though, with this, they didn't get Batman. And when you assume Batman's dead. There's your first and last mistake. And they did not, it. They not did only it. just seeing it here, the idea that Batman is going around, because everybody perceives him to be dead at this point since his bat wing has crashed down. They didn't find a body. It was a flame everywhere, which gives Batman the idea, 
didn't look through the fire. No. The fire and the flame, they left yeah. it alone, giving Batman the idea, and this hyperclan, these are Martians. These are freaking backwards Martians yep, trying Martians. to come over here and invade the world, which goes back to what we were doing before with Martian Manhunter and them talking and about why joining him. Over. Okay, him it makes sense now. It's all coming together. I'm really enjoying this issue. But when we have Batman going around, just you know, being Batman about it, taking people out one by one in the shadows, that's great. But the best thing, on the icing on the cake of that is when Superman being tortured has the strength to say, he is the most dangerous man alive. <laughs> yep. What are you doing? And he's just laughing to himself while being tortured. Like, oh, icing on the cake. Right yeah, it there. was. And, and with that, this is where I love. And, and we talk about stuff being set up. We talk about how a lot of writers have problems with these, you know, his detective skills, a mystery. The best part about this is, is what Grant Morrison does is that he shows us that Batman is the greatest detective. You know why? Because he's detecting when we don't even know he needs to be detecting. He ends up getting attacked. His ship crashes. He sees that that's a hint. I didn't realize that was a hint before, but when it's not just thrown at you, when it's actually given to you that Batman is on the case, he realizes they're Martian, spells it out. It makes complete sense. It's not oh, yeah. something that is, well, that was out of nowhere, or that doesn't make sense, or you're really fudging the stats there. Who can put on any look they want. They have powers comparable to anything they want to do here yep. with their speed, flying, strength, laser vision, whatever you want to do, intangibility. Yep. Everything is covered right here with the Martian aspect, and it's so much fun because – while we have a lot of our Justice League team being tortured and just manhandled, we have ones off on the side just trying to keep things going with like Flash and Green Lantern. Yeah. But Batman is the one who is going to bring them down from the inside. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, you have Kyle Rayner with the greatest weapon in the universe. He's going to get taken down. But they're they're putting up a fight at least. You have Flash. Love the idea, too, that these Martians, while they may be they in have hyperspace. Bad info. And watching down on Earth, trying to gather all the information they can on the Justice League while also transmitting, even the transmitting, the whole idea of making the people hate the Justice League while loving them, right there, telepathy. I'm like, okay, this all yeah. is working out great, but the idea that they have bad information too. I thinking, love it. Oh, Green Lantern rings don't work on you. I don't know who you're fooling, yeah. buddy, but mine's good. Yeah, yeah. And Kyle says that when they're like, oh, you know what? We know your one weakness, yellow. And that's a really cool twist to show again. Well, they're a little out of it. They they haven't been around. Again, Mars has been, you know, th there's no Martians on Mars now. They have been in hyperspace. Yeah, who knows what, what the hyperclans yeah, been up you to? You don't know what they've been up to, but that is like a hint right there of, boy, they haven't been around much. Like, they, they don't know the new info. Again, that would lead to them not really taking Batman And even you right know, there, Arnak trying to take him out and shifting his color to yellow, and then even when he's knocked out, going to red and different colors right there. I'm like, alright, shape-shifting. You're covering everything yeah. we need yeah, right you're now. Doing and that. even the idea that we have Zoom going up against Flash, and Flash was, this guy is really fast, but you know what? I don't think he's connected to the speed force. No, that's, I'm going to show him what fast thing. is really like. Yeah, it's really cool when, when you end up having Wally realize that Zoom is running fast, but fast like Superman. Fast like, you know, they, they all keep saying, too, like, these guys are as powerful as, and that makes sense because they are I was Martian. waiting this whole time, though, for Martian Manhunter to show up to make yeah, something like, you know, for like something, you know, uh, expose something, at least fill us in on a little bit more information just from what our heroes are gathering. Like, you know, we get inside the one fortress. Yeah, it looks like they're in some hyperspaces, but beyond that, you don't get any more yeah. information besides for Batman figuring out that the hyperclan are indeed Martians. And and me and you are not huge Grant Morrison fans. We really no, aren't. But true. when you end up getting a issue that isn't quite, you know, Grant Morrison showing off his big brain and things like that, this is like this type of issue. I really like it. You even have like one of the big moments is when, 
you have Wally running in Zoom where he has to stop and help a guy because he doesn't want him to drop a vase. And, and it's not, you know, it's it's fun. That is Wally. It's not something that's mind bending or anything like that. The, the biggest mind bend of this whole deal in my mind is just them figuring out that the transmitters are in hyperspace. You know, they're not necessarily right there. They're in a little bit of a off hyperspace type of yeah. deal. But even that is cool. That's where they came from. Yeah, out that's of nowhere, cool. they attacked the satellite. And, and that's they not actually crazy. came out of hyperspace right there. That's why they never saw him coming. Yeah. This is probably one of the least Grant Morrison issues that me and you have done together. And, and when it, it does happen, I really do like it. I love the idea. And he ended up having Ruben really like this issue and this whole series. And he was really worried that we weren't going to like the whole thing. And he said, if you guys don't like it by the end of this issue, all hope's gone because the big <laughs> twist of what's going on is this Here's issue. Here's where you really jump and in this and is really where, enjoy what you're yeah, getting. This now is where you everything's get revealed. It. Yeah, and I do like it. You have unwrapped the gift. And you know what? It's not socks. It's something you actually wanted That's for your true. Christmas or, or birthday not, present. Or it's not that jerk off prank where you get the Xbox and put the rocks and the socks in and you're all excited well, that's gonna be rocks and socks Rock that's what you do socks. rock and sock them robots that is but I, yeah I, I dig that there's not a ton to talk about though this issue you really have again you're getting the names of the hyper clan thrown out as they're fighting different things and it's doing a little and better again, getting the to know is, them it still doesn't really matter no. overall who these people are you got protect and stuff like that but you got zooms you got I your like zooms. I like the um lot and I, it just makes me giggle I like him I do like him well, like you know Amortal is the first one to be taken out by Batman who's still like Skeletor so I remember yes, him yeah, but yeah. overall it's like you got Fluxus you got Primate you got Tronix Centurion I'm like, I don't need to know these people. At the end of the day, when we do find out they are Martians and Batman has led them into a trap thinking, oh, we're going to go after him. He's taken out a mortal. I don't know how he did it, but there's going to be three of us now. We're going to go find him. And he has laced the area with gasoline, lights a single match yeah. and traps them right there and I love to it. their dismay. I'm like, all right. You know, I'm all about everything that we're doing oh, right I'm now. I'm telling you. Yeah. I'm telling you. That is Batman where you have like a, dr- a bunch of drug addicts and you're like, you're all taking drugs. No, we're not. He's about to give them the drug test. What he does and sets <laughs> everything on fire and they freak out. Also, the yeah, other that's thing. That's a funny theory. Yeah. That they're Batman. Yeah, that's oh, funny. Let's test that theory. Yeah, we're not going to be laughing in a minute there. You know, there, Smokey. You end up, though, also, I like having Wally and uh, Kyle. They're starting to kind of gel a little. They're starting yeah. to become friends. They're starting to They're the two have, younger guys on yeah. the team. They don't like each other necessarily, but they will grow in and friendship I think that as the this, series progresses. This issue, they start to do that. You even have where Wally saves Kyle from the, the Tron deadly discs. Well, at this it. point, they're still even, you know, counting how many times they've saved each yeah. other like a jerk. Yeah, really. Really. And, you know, there's like, hey, if you're that, I'm Cindy Crawford. Well, after you, Miss Crawford, you know, I have that stuff. <laughs> I thought, okay, that's pretty Cindy good. Cindy Crawford, how dated. I know it is. There, there are some times where things are really dated. At least that's not as dated. There, there's some the other things. last time we talked about Cindy Crawford? Yesterday, I talked wow. about her. I said, what the hell happened to Cindy Crawford? That's what I said. Now, I, I ended up- to? I actually ended up seeing her on some sort of, oh, I know what it was. I ended up sending you that you down with MTV video. She was in that. And I'm like, oh, oh there right. she is. <laughs> Cindy Crawford. So it has been a couple of days. We found her. Yeah, we did. Uh, yeah. So you have the idea where they are. And even I'm telling you, Kyle and Wally are getting close to maybe winning the day. They actually are doing oh, a yeah. good job. Uh, a lot of times, though, with them and with the Just League with an attack like this, usually what ends up does bringing them down is they have to worry about 
you know, collateral damage, but it's also that the collateral damage is against them now. Things like that with we still didn't know, you know, where are these things that are controlling them? But at least now we see that as well. Remember I said before, they're just people are standing around. At least they're stepping it up and saying, oh, you're the horrible Justice League and and all that. So that was okay to see that. Uh, And also, though, I do like that crazy torture device that they all end up being put in. That is a Grant Morrison thing in my mind. And it is just disgusting and awful. Actually looks like something that like the fishbowl on Wonder Woman's head too. Yeah. Yeah. That's good too. And they're all there and they're going to end up being tortured and tortured to a point where they are going to beg to be released. I mean, this isn't just, we're going to kill you again though. That kill them if you are the hyper clan don't go through this nonsense you're making so many mistakes that are in the villain 101 you have superman on the ropes you kill him you don't have to torture him you leave batman out there no you Let's give you him should. some advanced kryptonite poisoning yeah and they even talk about it the thing is when they're yeah we think batman might be dead oh my god just go and try and then they finally do They finally do decide, you know, we better go and see, uh, you know, unluckily for Skeletor. Skeletor is in big trouble. I love where he's just, he spells out to, I know you're hiding in the shadows there, Batman. Oh, he's hiding in the shadows. And that's (laughs) good. They all get him. And you think, again, this is the underestimating where we know Batman's still out there. You're done. When they do corner him. He sets him up in a, in a very similar thing. Even, even when the hyper clown, fi- clown finds a mortal strung up with a note yeah. on his chest with a battery yeah, sticking I out. Know of, I know your secret. It's almost like John McClane and Die Hard. Now I have a machine it gun. Is. Ho, ho, ho. It's exactly. It's exactly that. And I and I love that. And it does remind me later on. I'm not going to say this reminds me of that because the idea when we love that Tom Taylor Batman and Superman where you had Batman and Lobo was going after Batman in that. And Batman looked like he was just walking around and then you reveal he was setting up bombs everywhere well he ends up looking like he gets trapped he ends up in a spot where he has set it up completely and this isn't even one of those like you could go like this is his home turf he knows this is kevin and home no no he's that good that he doesn't need to be on his home turf he sets us up for them to get right in a circle of gasoline that he lights on fire after saying i know your secret you guys are martians i I know and i could tell because you didn't come to see if i was dead because my bat wing was on fire and you stayed away from it here's some fire scarecrow and he lights it up and it just goes around and, and they're petrified and then he's like, Wendy, ready when you are, because they, they can't do anything now and they're trapped, but he's also trapping them. It's almost like now they're in the you know prison with them, whatever. But yeah, things are going You're bad. You're here with me. Yeah, yeah. And things are going, but you still have the hyper clan still thinking that they are going to win anyway. Even like you said, Superman with the last, I mean, he has a little energy left and he could either try one last time to get off his bindings or he could talk trash while he's talking trash and just saying you're done. It's falling apart. And I love the idea that Superman is there almost dead and just laughing. Just your plan's nonsense. It's falling apart. You underestimated the most dangerous man on earth. And then if I'm going to go and hunt the most dangerous man on earth, it is Batman. But yeah, you end up having them, the hyperclan still thinks they won. They still think they're going to win. And it's because there's a lot more of them coming. There's a whole fleet. They have a bunch more people. All these things, they're going to invade earth. This was just the beginning of an invasion to get rid of the Justice League. 
But yeah, I liked it. I liked it a lot. And it does. It's my favorite issue yeah. by far so far. Yeah. It actually gets me in the mood to read the rest. And I'm with you. And we have one more. But it, with that, I want to see how it ends. And also, I don't mind now the first two, even though we didn't enjoy them that much. They're in the past now. Now I'm enjoying it. Now it's fun. Now it's having, I'm having a grand old time. What did you give it, Aaron? I ended up giving it an 8 out of 10 because of how much I love the art and the great twist and the way that we use the characters here. Yeah, I'm actually going to give it an 8.5. I really liked it. I liked the art. I liked all, mostly everything about it. There really isn't a ton to not like. It's just that you are setting up that last fight. You end up having a lot of reveals with Batman and the Martians and things like that. You get all the rest of the justly captured in the, you know, the device, the crazy, you know, thing that they're going to torture them with. But then it's just setting up to have the big battle at the end. But we'll move on to the next book, which is what, Eric? It is Superman Red Sun number three, written by Mark Miller, with art by Dave Johnson, Killian Plunkett, Walden Wong, Paul Mounts, and Ken Lopez for the story from August 2003. Pardon my fan. Our final yes. issue is to our story. Our final issue Hello, to our story science. begins in 2001, where after years of turmoil, the United States is finally starting to see a rise against again under the presidential guide of Lex Luthor. And for his last trick to take down the Soviet Superman, Lex unleashes the Green Lantern Marine Corps. But it's ultimately Superman who takes himself out in the end after realizing that Brainiac was never under his control and now plans on taking over the United States so that his rule of the world can be complete. With Superman gone, the world becomes utopia and luther's are held as the greatest family for millennia to follow until our story like the great ouroboros comes back to where everything began with the world facing destruction and a descendant of lex's jor-el planning on sending his child back into the past so that he might live that's right no krypton our soviet superman was simply a super luther from the future yep and that's the crazy thing is if luther would have only known he would have known that he was just a super version of a relative of his and maybe things could have worked out better, though Lex can't stand anybody being on Earth that seems to be better or looked at as smarter or better than him. But yeah, not at all. Now, through this whole thing, though, the big reveal is that Brainiac has been pulling strings. He's been in control. He's been not even just in control, but as as Superman had backed Your away, he does not work yeah, on me. Yeah. Superman. He ended up just pretending. And while Superman thought he was, you know, you're following me, it was the opposite. He was kind of tinkering with things and making this world. That isn't what seems to be what Superman wanted in the first place. Yeah. He wants everybody to be fed. He wants everybody he wants to utopia. be nice and have that. Uh, but at what cost? Communism rule. At what cost, Eric? And so when you're having this, the big reveal, the big part of the story is the United States has just gone to hell. And it's funny, too. It Until just, Luther's elected president. And that's what it, it's a weird thing where a lot of these books people are going to bring up. Well, you know, you had Hawkman earlier, which was just like the idea of, you know, right now we end up having the quarantine. We have the covid going and there were plague doctors and things. I don't know. This actually reminded me of something like you could have what's going on now just completely go insane. And then the person who just gets elected down the line when it just ends it's going to be looked at as, oh, my God, look at this guy. He's so great. He's good luck. You know? And uh, just Lex there waiting 
while all this crap is going as part of his plan it is crazy that 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 is evil where the, the whole united states is in a riot and you well, know lex is just that, sitting that, there that's one of those great twists of this red sun superman because lex this entire time since our story has began in the, uh, the 1950s and stuff like that he's been playing the long game the chess game that we've seen throughout the series where every bit of stuff that's taken decades to get us to the point where he can finally you know take over and destroy superman but this was all part of the plan all long for communism for superman to take over the world except for the united states united states to go through hell and turmoil and back again for him to be elected and finally put all of his plans into motion for his end game yeah and then with all the jobs coming back with everything going lex is looked at as you know oh my I, god I'm look at you, after superman is defeated in the end and lex is re-elected and he has a hundred and one percent approval rating but nobody knows where the other one percent's coming from like that's just funny right there that is also when he comes back he makes sure that nobody he, asks questions he makes sure that the press isn't back with it and you end up having lois like yeah he's just mad the daily planet didn't come back because that's what i loved and it I think it's a little more than that. You know, he is trying to skew all the things. And and you even have Lucy there. It looks like a, uh, you know, Betty Rubble has overeaten a bit. A little bit. <laughs> That's what it looks like, doesn't it? And she's just, I don't know what you, I, I actually think that she might be sleeping with Lex behind the scenes. She is so. I don't think Lex is doing she's that. She's so rah, think, rah, Lex. I don't even know if Lex is interested in sex anymore Maybe for not. how much he's in, not, like, involved in taking down Superman. But not an overeating Betty Rubble. He, he wouldn't be involved in the hair like that uh, oh, yeah but then it worked for rick moranis funny yeah Rubble. really uh lois though she's still with lex and she is He's the first lady and you know you have all these things where she is going on a diplomatic mission because lex is planning on pretty much going to war with it's superman yeah. and she has to go to themiscara to see if if Diana would be involved, Diana seems just like a scorned lover through and through that because Superman, you Superman don't find me, you found me beautiful at one time. <laughs> Not anymore, baby. And so you end up where she's joining in and you get a lot we of things. Green Lantern Marine you Corps. You got the Green Lantern Hal Marine Jordan. Corps with Hal Jordan and Kyle, Kyle Rayner and Guy Gardner. Gardner. Yeah. They have to pay more attention. Guy is like, I think I, that's why I must love Guy because you see Mark Miller realize that Guy and Kyle, just like me, they can't pay attention. Uh, what is this whole? What is this group that they put together for the Green Lantern Marine Corps? They've run simulations, tests. They have trained for this exact. Program. They have replicated the Green Lantern ring somehow. Tapped into the whole thing with you know the code word they're charging with you know in brightest day and darkest night and what so forth. But the idea that we finally go up against Superman, everybody except for Hal Jordan, immediately intimidated, can't pay attention. I'm like, well, I, I, the, the American military sucks here. I'm telling you, like, I know we're fighting here, there, Hal, but I keep thinking about that television show the other day. I'm like, you're. I mean, really, who, where happened? did you get past any sort of protocol there? And, you know, basic training. Uh, but yeah, you have Lois go off the Themyscira and we said Wonder Woman's in. And she says at one point you could look in Superman's eyes and see that he was a sincere guy. He ended up wanting to do good. It's gotten away from him. Something's gotten away from him. It's not that anymore. We find out it's kind of brainiac as well as... Well, he's been isolated for freaking years in his fortress of solitude with brainiac. He's so dejected. And he's like one of those. He's like the clock, <laughs> the clock worker god. He wants to just set things and everything's fine. Okay, I'm just going to sit around here and, and think. And uh, that's just not the case of how things run. You even have no, it showing Stalingrad. Brainiac, Brainiac keeps telling him, look, like, we have the entire world 
world except for that United States. And they're picking up steam right now. We have to invade. I don't want to invade. We did all this stuff without doing any bloodshed or invading anything like that. People came over to our side of thinking this is not something that me being Superman wants to do. We got Lex Luthor said, look, invasion is coming. I know it's coming. This is all part of the plan. I've, I've run the numbers. This is going to happen. And Brainiac works his magic in order for Superman to say, you know, it's time to go and do this to where we are already prepared. We have the Green Lantern Marine Corps set up as our first round for him to take on. After that, we got Wonder Woman. We have everything thrown his way just so Lex will have enough time to go and actually before all of this break into his fortune son, which is one of my favorite parts of this issue. How did you get past my defenses and the idea that Brainiac, who's a 12th level intellect, knows that Luther's a 9th level intellect. He has nothing to trifle with. He is just broken into the Fortress of Solitude, starts talking crap, and gets eaten essentially by the Brainiac and the Fortress of Solitude to be re, like, re-educated, lobotomized. And when we have the thing and the climax at the end where we, you know, Brainiac shows up, Lex Luthor wanted this the entire time. He was in there like, I wanted to be eaten so I could take the thing out from the inside out. I am reprogramming this mess so big. Yeah, and even as that's going on, you even have Brainiac say to Superman, if I let him talk to you for like 14 minutes, you'd commit suicide. That That's how crazy good this guy <laughs> is. This I'm guy's so even, smart. That is, you'd be in I big trouble. I love this Lex. I'm telling you, this is the thing is we don't get a good Lex Luthor anymore because he's all Apex Predator Lex and whatnot. But when you have the smartest man in the world, Lex Luthor, it's one of my favorite things, like the Batman aspect where he is that dangerous because of his mind alone. Yeah. Even the idea when he goes to the White House and is telling Lois to stand aside, because he's going to go just wreck house to prove a point. He's like, look, my husband, he he left this letter for you. And the idea that he wrote a single sentence that would, bring him to Superman, he, that would bring him to his knees and it does. It does. Like, it seemed goofy. It's a little silly. It's a little silly. Little... <laughs> that part was getting silly, but it did bring him to his knees because it's his one Wes failure. It's the, you know. found his only weakness. Yes. Hubris. Yes, that's it. Uh, did you like the setup for Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern deal where he was captured? He was a POW. Then he went back. And it was fine. It yeah, was okay. The idea, it was, look, they, they did a lot of, like, they had to use the imagination and willpower aspect to try to really show you the Green Lantern because the thing is i'm still wondering in this parallel universe you're working on this whole thing we had abin sir come down you stole his technology his ring you've tapped into the green power battery at this point i'm like where are the rest of the core showing up to take yeah. the shit back and, and i'm always asking that, questions like he this. ends up he's a pow he's tortured but he, he could get through it because of his will and his will was to think of how i'm gonna kill I'm every gonna single one of you camp, and then it's, put all and these to me, fuckers it is in there like that's the instead of trying to rebuild coast city he goes off and just builds a concentration camp i'm like that's a weird <laughs> so little up. deal and the idea of that i thought it was going to play out more like this is more of a Parallax, you know, Hal Jordan, this is more of a, yes, he's got willpower. He's insane. He, he <laughs> is insane here. The, the things that he's going, it doesn't really last long enough to do anything, no, but it does show that nothing can thing. break him at we all. We are building up the Green Lantern Marine Corps so much for this issue. I'm like, okay, this is the whole thing. We're going to have the final uh, confrontation with the Green Lantern Marine Corps. Yep. It's going to be the final thing that Lex can throw at Superman. And when they just go down so much after all of this, you know, set up and trying to hype this whole team, I'm like, all right, let's let's move on to Wonder Woman, I guess. Yeah, and I thought of what it reminded me of a little is when we were 
covering the new Superman book when we ended up oh Green Lantern, Green Lantern, Green Lantern. We never really oh, got Green Lantern Yeah, Academy, we never yeah. really got much of it. And you know, we wanted that. And after this, I wanted more Green Lantern Corps. I wanted to see him. The problem is well, especially once they start name dropping yeah. Kyle Rayner and Guy Gardner. I'm like, I want to know yes, about these guys. I thought in this world. that they were going to be more important. I thought something and if things were played right, you would even think that that would be something where you could have a spin-off. You can see, but and they kind of just and 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 not I just really like the happened. idea though because we have the Green Lantern Marine Corps. Yes, you need pe- get people who are honest, truthful, yeah. and have a lot of willpower, stuff like that. Stuff they that, need like, Adderall. Know, like, Eric is what they need. <laughs> you need Adderall, essentially. <laughs> but the whole idea, just just thinking about Guy Gardner, who depending on your you know situation of timelines or like he could be a cop, he could be a teacher, whatever. The whole thing. I don't know how he gets recruited into the Green Lantern Marine Corps, let alone an artist in New York who's young as hell. Yeah, I know. Let's bring him over here, like. How did these guys become part of the Marines? Hey, they just did it. They, you know, desperate times, Eric. You just had a, a country that was in a civil war, actually, it's and true. just a riot. I, I guess, guess you just grab them. Artists are out there. Yeah, you, you don't really have work for that at that point. Uh, you On Themyscira, you see at one point, I thought that it was going to be one of those classics where Wonder Woman just says, move along. I, I, I'm not bothered. I don't want to bother. And I was waiting for the wait till it comes to your shores, princess, you know, as we always get. But now she's in. She knows don't that worry. Superman. We'll deal with that later on, Wonder Woman, when the yes. Nazis come to yeah, their exactly. shores. And I, I did get confused at first. I will tell you because it's been a couple of weeks since we've read some things. And the whole bottled city of Stalingrad, It's it was a thing. I actually forgot. And I'm like, what's that giant kaiju monster Dude, I attacking? I had no idea what was going on at first. It took me a good couple of minutes yes. to go back, look over. I'm like, that's right. Yeah. We have a piece of and bacteria then it was cool. that got through Brainiac's filters and is causing havoc and yep. shrunken down somewhere. I'm like, all right, that's Even really cool. The, the idea, idea that you have a Superman hologram who goes down and talks to them. So, look, I'll make sure that this never happens again. I am so yeah. sorry. Like, and and I'm sitting there great. and he's like, hey, I, I, I look at the uh, the filters every day and I'm like, filters? What the hell is he talking about? Then I realize he's Royer at her work going around, you know, skipping around. And well, even if you look at the background, you could see him beyond yeah. the bottle well, standing after. above them. When you first see it, though, you see there's a big traffic jam. I'm like, huh. What's going on here? There's a big pill bug that's attacking there, the horn bug. And I'm like, oh, I get it now. And then it was cool. It really was. I, if you're reading it in one sitting, this would really play out good right away. Uh, us yeah. dummies were like, huh, oh, yeah. And, and that was a good deal. Because, Stalingrad, yeah, right. <laughs> and that was the big thing because this ends up being his big thing. that It's the black spot on his career, he says. It's the thing that he never could figure out. And you end up him blaming hey, Brainiac. Brainiac. Why didn't you ever build a rebigulator? Yeah, yeah. where is thing. this real bit? And you end up having Brainiac say, I am a scientist. I am a collector of knowledge. And how can you make me? That's like asking a ball not to bounce, Eric. You're not going to have that happen. And Ludicrous. I think Who that, would do that? Ludicrous probably would. You're right. I think that you're right on. Uh I think that he's doing this just to keep Superman in his place. I, I think oh, yeah, that definitely. he can. He has the ambigulator. He just don't want to do it. He, he also the has the ambigulator. He just has to yell ambiguous. And then you'll have that and you'll have all that going on. And I do like at that point when you have then it, it does start to get a little more cartoony in my mind. In my mind, it starts getting, you know, and I like it. I actually like it. I'm having more fun because Lex shows up then. 
And from well, that point thing, on, I'm having a lot of fun. Dealing with is all culminating right here. So you are going to have a lot of fun because you want to see how it ends. Well, yeah. And now that it keeps getting bigger and bigger as we go on, I'm like, yeah, I am having a lot of fun. I am having this. a lot of fun. Before, though, there was a lot of, and I'm not saying this was a lot of fully politics, politics but it was politics. I, I could deal with it. It was cool, alt versions, things like that, but it was a lot of politics. This might as well be Black Adam saying, you know what, I'm going to go invade somebody and wreck house doing it. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I read that all the time. I mean, I, just there, and even when Lex shows up and he's just like, so this is your famous winner. And I like even looking, there's Dark Side there, there's a big, there's the Titanic, you have Crypto on the side, you have a lot of things going on. I'm like, okay, and the T-Rex even is still there yeah. in his deal. And I thought that was really cool. And, you know, I don't know why the Titanic is a, you know, a trophy of his, but hey, we'll go that- that's a story for another I, I just time. think that that's him throwing shade that he was able to bring it up, actually, if you ask me, because it does Titano look like it was, was already, weird in this universe. It was already uh, sunk. But yeah, and the idea that Lex shows up, exposes himself in a non-sexy way to oh. be captured, you know, again, like Batman and the JLA, they are underestimating Lex. They, they are. <laughs> and, and throughout all this, what Mark Miller has really, really spelled out is that, and, and we even complain, this this thing with the chess is getting a little old there, Mark Miller, but it, it all comes to it a head plays here. here. Because when this happens, you're like, wait a second, Lex was able to play chess with 50 people at one time. He was always eight steps ahead. All these, this has to be his plan. Even if you can't figure it out, you're like, okay. I just thought it was going to be him so he could just assimilate into Brainiac himself, which he kind of does. But I thought it was going to be more of a visual type thing like that. But yeah, he just wants in the innards. He just wants and shows that maybe Brainiac's Brainiac's wrong too. He might not be ninth level. He He might be 13th or 14th or something because <laughs> i think that he's outsmarting brainiac a way too much for just a ninth level and i Look, think the that's the underestimation that that 12th to 9th level situation that we're dealing with here yes lex does have the upper hand at this point but the idea that brainiac was ready for this and has a self-destruct right well, there 12th level baby that might be but uh, to win. me the the self-destruct that seems like a seventh level, Eric. That seems very like gross to me. That's, That's not intellectual. That's not. That is just a bully move, right? You know, that might be seven and a half level intellect in my mind. Uh, but the thing is, it's a it's a strong move. That, but yeah, you have to do something. And then Superman shows he has. A 20th level heart, Eric, is what he does. Because while that goes on, he ends up doing kind of like a firestorm where he's just going to take it into space. But even before that, you do see the plans that Lex has for the Green Lantern, you know, Marine Corps, that sort of and they seem to just be, you know, there to slow them down. They're they are not going to oh, yeah, be anything fodder. that happens. Yeah, and and it's a shame. But it, again, just like you know, the, like the Themyscarians and stuff like that, the Amazons, like they yeah. they were just there to slow yep, them down. There was just nothing there really to happening. Slow here. him down, and in fact, slow him down until Brainiac makes the play. Brainiac thinks he's going to be going here. He thinks, and so Superman ends up at the White House. He said this before. Lois is just there, and Superman. He still, he, the whole time with this, with Brainiac, Brainiac keeps saying, 
You got to invade now. Go get America. America's the black eye that we all have. They're the ones left. We get rid of them. It's done. And even says Brainiac starts to throw numbers at Superman. And Superman is a guy who does not want people to die. He says, I'm going to wait until America just gives up. I will wait till they give up. I don't want to invade. That's when people die. Brainiac comes and starts throwing numbers. Well, if you go now, this amount die. You go an hour later, five million times more than that. So Superman has to act. And he acts in a way that he wants to lessen the you know the the people dying he wants to lessen all that he goes to the white house and says to lois you got to get out of here i'm clearing out this area this area is done it's going to get blown up all these things going on and she's like nope i'm not leaving and plus my husband he, he left this letter and you see and he's like looks at it and then just breaks down crying and the letter i wish it i wish it played out better I wish there was something more to it than just, why don't you just put the whole world in a bottle, Superman? You look fat. Yeah, something like that. What's up with that spit curl, jerk? Like something like look, that, right? This is the only thing that Superman could not overcome, throwing that in his face and the idea that he is you know, pretty much essentially Brainiac now. I'm like, yeah, that is the only thing we really have on him to bring him to his knees and something that might hurt him mentally and emotionally. How about he looks and it's like, way to go, Brainiac. Oh no, I turned into Brannick. Or he's like, way to go, Bowser from Shanana. That's what his hair looks like here. But he ends up like, oh, ah, and he starts crying. Oh no, I didn't mean this. I didn't mean this. I, you know, you could have had a bunch of things here a picture of Lana. Brainiac, you know? we're going back to No, we are yeah, not And that's the thing is, yeah, Brainiac reveals that he, all along, he's been not you know, lobotomized. He's not been this goofy thing that's following orders. Turns out I'm the puppet master. (laughs) You thought you were controlling me. You could not see your strings. If I'm the dummy, why do you have your fist up my ass? You know, stuff like that is what he's saying. Isn't that right, Eric? And so, you now you have Superman like, oh God, now, and and realizes too, damn it, Lex was right. (laughs) All these things, because then Lex, as this is going on. now Lex comes to the rescue. It's like, oh man, you know, Brainiac, you went against me. I, I don't have any hope i have no friends in the world beep it's me lex i'm here i'm, in, I'm right. inside i got inside I'll, I'll help you out let's let's end this together all and right even the idea that this whole thing between all these decades now between you know uh, lex luther and superman going against each other lex you know throwing whatever he can at him, not, never being able to overcome this whole thing superman is going to now take the Sprainiac ship and go out into space and be consumed by the explosion itself, something that he, nobody believes that he can survive, and even goes back and says that this is a well-played old friend to Lex Luthor. This whole thing. Like, they were each other's only friends, this gigantic rivalry that took up over half a, a century. Yeah, it does go with that play, Joker, Batman, Lex, Superman, without one or the other. They don't have much to do, all that stuff. And, and really, I want to point out, too, by the end, when Superman does go and supposedly die, because he takes it up and i like the idea because he's going you know so fast and he's going to the far reaches of the universe. and so he knows when he sends back that transmission to lex they're not going to get it right away it's going to take a while because of just how fast and far he's going he's like you know it's going to take him a while to get this it's going to take a while for the explosion to even be seen from earth but well played you know my friend and the thing with that is once superman is supposedly dead Lex solves all the problems of the world. He's cancer's no longer, gone. He's AIDS no longer gone. distracted. This is what I People said before. People can live to eight hundred years yeah. old just from a pill. Yeah, the idea that this had to happen, Superman had to go away. You know, he didn't die. He ends up coming back, but under but realizes the world is better without Superman. Not because Superman is bad, 
but because Lex is good without Superman, he doesn't then, have an enemy no, anymore. We take we get rid of the old ideas of communism, capitalism. Everybody yeah, adapts with rhythm. Everything's fine. The world, and you're waiting for you know crap to go wrong, and it doesn't go wrong until way way when you know our son's dying, and then you have a funny little deal Can't where help that. it's called Red Sun. We had the red, but then the Red Sun starts it all again because the sun is dying, the planet's dying, and they're trying to figure out what to do. And this is where generations and generations of Lexes and Luthers going down the line. You get thousands to and thousands of years. You in get the to Jor L. Jor yeah, Luther. Apparently, and it becomes very fashionable in the future just to drop your last name. Just go by the first letter. That's what I do, Jim W. That's what I'm going to go with later. I right? don't like W. W. It, I don't it, like it, a mouthfeel. You don't like W. Uh, the problem is with W. It's like the, it's, it is a W, and it, exactly. it, that, that has freaked me out as a kid. Uh, since what then, a double like, v, where do you get this? Like sometimes things actually work out so well that it seems like it's it's made to be. But W, yeah, it's terrible. I don't like that. I don't like What's that. What's up, at all. double V? I don't like S either. Sounds like a curse word. Yes. Get the S out of here, right? Doesn't that sound like a curse word? Get the S America out of S. here. It sounds amazing. Ah, <laughs> oh, you S. You end up, though, where you get this little baby of Laura and Jor-El. They put him in a rocket. This time, this rocket's going to go back in time to a time where there's a the yellow idea sun. That the science council, though, was not listening to Jor-El about how the Earth is going to be destroyed. I'm like, it's those, so well those done. idiots, they won't listen to me. We're going to send our only begotten son back to the past, so hopefully he will have a life they can live. He'll be different from everybody back there, Jor-El. It'll, he'll be fine. We're just going to send him back. And there'll be a yellow sun there. But, but Jor-El, shut up and put baby Moses in the thing and get him the hell out of here he's crying too much this is the ultimate of i'm gonna go get a pack of smokes instead let's send the baby for a pack of smokes let's get them the hell out of here he the sun's up. rays were yellow in those days I know. people are weak and primitive he's going to be different from everyone but he'll be strong he'll be fast and yes. he'll be virtually it's indestructible the same thing. yeah it's the and same he'll deal. need these advantages to survive my darling and somehow we've lost records of the past that show that this happened before and it didn't work out but it did Oh, uh, yes. So, yeah, they end up where you started all losing. again. People just don't read in the future yeah. anymore. That's how smart they are. They just are know we, everything. Are we there at the future now? Oh, uh, you said smart. I'm sorry. I just thought that, that the whole thing of what people think research is anymore. It's nonsense. So, yeah, he sends them back. Uh, while all that was going on, as Lex was dying off and things like that, Superman did survive and came back and just lived his life as a human. Ended That's up going and seeing the sights. He liked what he saw. He, he saw things through human eyes, which to me means he grabbed Harvest eyes and put them in, right? Human eyes. I, I was just scared to the whole thing. He saw, like, you know, everything how Vader saw Luke at the end. I want to see you one last time with mine own eyes. I want to see you with my own eyes. No, no, Dad. That, that, under that oh, mask God. is just uh, horrendous. Uh, can we put the mask Seriously, back on now, Daddy? I mean, you got, you got scabs and crap. You got that stuff on the side of your You're mouth. You, the milk. You What's wrong with you? You old bastard is what you look. He looks like my dad. That's what he looks like. I'm like, when I went and I'm said, so and my mom's like, you know, your dad, he's in a coma, but he needs you to talk. I know that he wants you to talk. I'm like, listen here, Vader, get the hell out of here. That's what I yell. <laughs> I'm going to put you on a pyro, <laughs> yeah, man. Tell Yoda I said hi and then flip the switch. That's what I did, Eric. I didn't. Flipped I got it. I, Can you pull the plug? 
no, there's there's not really plugs. It was a switch. Uh, and I, I ended up plugs Weird. that it, the thing is they made it a switch for my dad's case so it'd be easier. I don't need the effort of pulling a plug to do that. I That's don't want to waste thing. my time. The idea time. of pulling the plug seems so passive. Like we have machines that you can just turn off. We don't have to like pull the energy from the machines. Completely. I love, pull, just I love the idea of pulling the plug though. And I wish that if you did that, if when this ever, unfortunately, would ever have to happen, I want it to be an overly big plug. Uh, do you ever see the Big Bang Boom video of the Hall and Oats? I believe they have a giant plug in no, that video. I don't think I have. And it's pretty cool. And yeah, that might be my dead. I pull it. It takes that's, a lot that's of gonna effort. Be our, that's going to be my big thing moving forward. I'm going to get rid of the whole pull the plug thing. We're just going to say flip the switch. Flip the switch. I'm I'm with it. I'll flip the switch. Turn turn it off. I don't know what else. Un- undo the <laughs> light bulb. Can we have a bunch of things that we say when we do this? Uh, yeah, because that's what my dad looked like. He looked like Vader without the mask. Uh, horrible. <laughs> Horrible. Though he had he had been in a coma for a while, and they weren't shaving him, and he had this weird mustache and beard that looked odd. But he was dead. He was brain dead at that point. Eric, you know what oh the God. hell does he care? Uh, and actually, I think he was brain dead for a couple of years before that. Oh my, where's where's my uh, thing? Here? And his boy grew up just like him. He did. Yeah, do you you think that my dad would be? Talking to you about comics and having some fun. There is no way. There is no way. But what did? What would you give this? I would end up giving this, like the previous one, an eight out of I'm ten. Giving it was an a eight, strong too. finisher for this whole thing. I had a lot of fun, and I'm happy that I got to read it finally. I'm looking at it too. I love where Lex breaks in. He takes off his helmet. Great twist. He lights himself a cigarette like a badass. He's like, that's what you do in those moments. Congratulations, Superman. I'm in flavor country. Don't Uh, worry about me. I have a pill for this. Yeah, really. He will. That's where you get it. That's why you can live longer. I ended up, though, I'm going to give it an eight. I love the art. I thought that it was really good, and it became fun. It actually was a lot of fun. And when you even it had. It just left a lot of the stuff that we the were Green doing with on the Green Lantern Corps. I really wanted more stuff, of. Though. I mean, there's like, a ton not, of them. Not only too. that, we have a little bit in the last issue that builds up to this, which they build up way too much for what we get out of it. But even the stuff in the backgrounds of other stuff, like you said, with Lana and different people throughout the whole thing, we just kind of put the stuff that we've dealt with in previous issues aside because we are coming to the conclusion here. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But that's it. That's the end of the. Superman Red Sun. I'm glad we read it. I, I'm glad to have Catch read later, it. it. It didn't really get me as much as I was hoping, but I still liked it. I liked it a lot. So we're going to move on from that and go off to some mail. Yo, it's mail call. It is mail with Eric. Eric, I, I want to give you a tip. Don't take pills while Dancing Mike's singing the intro. You may not have enough time. Okay. And I, I didn't really have a drink for them either. I realize I have one of my heart medicines. Oh, it's my heart. It is uh, on my desk. I don't have it with my other medicines. I'm looking. I'm like, I haven't been taking that. It's the one that I was told was important. I'm like, I better take it now. I go to take it, realize I don't have a drink. I'm trying to swallow it as Dancing Mike's singing. And now... It's kind of stuck in my throat. It does not taste well. They're, no. they're not making these fruity you pebbles make taste poor decisions. Right? 
I do. I ended up, I, I really shouldn't have done that. I'll, I'll do weird things too. Especially when, we're doing the mail right now. I'm like, the mail can't go on that long that you have to take no. that pill within that freaking intro I'll forget. song. I'm tell- the other day, I'm doing something on the Patreon by myself, and I hit the intro music. Just I forget what it was. <laughs> I do the intro music, realize then that I want like three other sound effects. I'm trying to get that you while can, the song's you going. Can just stop. And then there's then no I consequences. I also realized I didn't have the book loaded up, and I'm trying to do this desperately as this music's playing. Oh no! Oh no! And I did get there, but then I ended up losing my thoughts, and I had to start over anyway. <laughs> I was so pissed off. I, I ended up with, why am I doing this? And it's like beat the clock that I'm playing for no reason. I'm by myself. I make little games of myself uh, to make life I more do. interesting. I make little games, I does. I'm here in the basement of the Justice League Watch Tower. <laughs> I am cleaning the toilets, I sams. Ah, yes. Welcome to the mail. If you want to be part of the mail and get in with this nonsense, hopefully the people in this mail section see in Dancing Mike. Don't pull a freaking Ryan on us and think that this segue in is bullcrap, Eric, if you know what I'm talking about. And I do. Yes, you do indeed. Ah, yes. This is the mail. If you want to mail in, it is weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. Just like C, Eric. Oh, C. C. Do you think C is the letter C or S-E-A, like an Aquaman? The letter it would, C. It is. You're, you're right. You didn't think this was uh, no. actually from like to call the, out C. the C. Man. Do you, no, I, you, okay. I just thought that maybe you thought this letter was actually from the C, Eric. It's from <laughs> oh, the no, C. it's learning. Dear Eric, it's the C here. Huh. Why the hell don't you get off your ass and fix this trash island problem? Love Why is this the on sea. me. Love the sea is what it ends How up. Dare you. It's you, Eric. The sea has problem. said. Dear Eric, see here, you know that we like to have a ebb and flow with our relationship. Uh-huh. But hey, baby, surfs up, if How you know what you. I mean. That's what the sea is saying to you, right? The my love for you, it, it knows no bounds or depths. Would the C say that? How no. Dare you. It talk, wouldn't say weirdo. that. The, it wouldn't say that. You are the seashell of my eye, How Eric Shea. I haven't love, seen the C in over 10 years. Love that. That's why it's upset. It has to send you a letter. It, it, and the letter is actually just a conch that's shell that shows now? up and you're listening in. And it's like, Eric, no. Yeah, it is your mother. No, your The C now, like your mother, is making up crazy ass stories on you on the Facebook to make people think that you're right now i'm i'm oh, starting to i'm starting to get it's it's mother's day tomorrow eric and you're setting me up with this you, you haven't done the mail with me in a little bit because we end up ending up recording late and i'm always tired but now you're back just to throw shade at the world i see that's right and and that's Scroll. the thing is you're doing throwing shade when your ass should be out fixing trash island eric is what it should be Nobody realizes that that is your goal in life. You told me that one day that you wanted to fix the trash you island problem. The problem is, talk. you tell me that the trash island problem is that it ain't big enough. You want it to be your vacation spot. Look, like we me. just got to nuke the seas. That's right. You got to nuke something. That's right. I mean, really. Here we go. C. Eric says, Dear Jim. See, the whole thing was a roundabout way. It wasn't even to you. All right. Dear Jim, 
And I, I, I don't know that C has ever emailed before. C may have only listened to it and didn't realize because the last couple I've done the mail. So welcome to the mail. C, meet Eric. Here we go. You, you can end up calling in to him and You're writing into him it. with a conch shell. <laughs> and right now I'm on Trash Island on a lounge chair. Would you, if you were on Trash Island, would you, be, would you be on a lounge chair? Or would you be one of those floating chairs with your feet in the Trash Island? I'm going to Trash Island. Get <laughs> off of Trash why, Island. Why do I think that Trash Island is just a ton of rats when I know that can't be possible? It why still can't makes it be me think they are because it's half underwater. This isn't, an, you know, this is in the middle of the ocean. And they probably will. That's why you're going to go there. It's up to you. you. Dear Jim, Eric's lost weight, tried to stop himself stinking, and is all about the smart fitting shirt now. Is this man <laughs> having an affair? It's what he asked. How dare you? Uh, uh, are you having Trash an affair? Island, all of that for this? Or are you just, that's all the mail is. That's, I had to add to it. I no, spiced it up. Uh, are you having an affair? Are you drunk driving or are you ghost hunting? I want to know what it is. I want to know how is, anybody Eric. can have an affair during this quarantine. No, you can. You have to get a little handsy with yourself, but you can. I mean, no, really, this I is wasn't where having any of me. This is where you can end up. You know, be reacquainted with your old lover, old Lefty. That's what I would I've like never to loved say. Lefty. No, no, Lefty has never loved me. Is the problem? But no, I I think that Eric. Uh, first off, he would never call it an affair. That uh-uh. will be his out. That's the whole In thing. My an mind, affair? you got to have an affair. No. You got to be married first. Yeah, really. That's true too. And in love, call it having a good time. Yeah, you just say it's meeting people. It's social distancing, right? That's no, no, doing. that's the opposite. Oh, uh, yeah. He can't have an affair right now, but he's. He, I think that what you're using well, wait is till this the quarantine. world opens back up again. Oh, then yeah. I'll start throwing this luscious body around. That's what you're doing. Yeah, you're you're now. It's my most people, Well, most people are sitting getting there, ready for the summer. I, I got to work out and get that <laughs> bikini bod. No, it's Eric. I got to get that non-quarantine body. That's right. I'm going to come out. You're going to come out of this quarantine. Like a caterpillar coming out and blossoming into a beautiful butterfly. It's like, yeah, I, think, around. I think you're more of a moth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're a whoring nonsense butterfly is what you're going to be. Are you a monarch butterfly in your mind, Eric, as you blossom out? That's the only one your, I know, so probably. With your bad Maybe one of those Silence of the Lambs awful, ones. Awful sweating problem. Good. I got that, those, yeah. those tight-fitting shirts with all the freaking stitching in there, so I, the sweating problem's not a problem anymore. Okay. Here's the same thing as I say to Tanya. When Tanya says, I need some more of these medications because my head's are swimming around and I'm having problems with my mental health. And I say, listen, baby, you end up having these medications and things like that. When they wear off, your damn problems are still there. Just like you in that goddamn shirt. You I take that shirt off. You're a sweaty man. At home. No, no. The, the problem is we're talking about an affair. I, I guess you're the one who makes love with the shirt on, Eric. Is what you do. No, no, but no. The you minute get sweaty that you go there, fine. Yeah, yeah, but you're you're overly sweaty. Just the and armpits. Disgusting. Just the armpits. Dis- I don't know. I've seen you sweat all over the place. I see you sweat downtown. I've seen you sweat. How you see me sweat downtown? <laughs> Uptown, downtown, all over that side of the tracks, this side of the tracks, the fence here, there. You're everywhere. You're sweating. Just the armpits. You do. You're sweating. It's almost like a cheer. <laughs> you don't got no alibi. You're sweating. Uh, and everything uh, uh, else. You're sweating. <laughs> uh, you are sweating to everything. But yeah, 
Uh, he might be having an affair. We'll just go with that. <laughs> but Not like you yet. said, you're you're one of those guys. You're, you're like Clinton. You, you don't know the semantics of what's being asked. I don't know the definition you. of is. You don't know the <laughs> definition of is, and also you're like Barry Bonds, who you don't want to think too much about what's going on because then you're going to incriminate yourself. You're just doing your ghost hunting. There you go. That is Can't C. Go ghost Thank hunting. You. Thank you, C. Thank you a lot. I, are ghosts in quarantine? Is that what's happening? Do, no, are you gonna but the hire, places ghosts are at are in quarantine. Are you going to hire a ghost detective? Did I send you that tweet the other no. day? The person was wondering about how they could get like a ghost doctor and things. It was pretty Ghost funny. doctor. Yeah, ghost doctor. Dancing Mike is next. Thanks. We haven't heard from Dancing Mike in a while. Dancing Mike says, so... I went to the Golden Age 1942 this past Wednesday Sweet. looking for some new books, but came up empty. Aww. He came up empty. So this being, this being my birthday week. Happy says, birthday, Mike. It's going to be as people hear this. It is Sunday the 10th is his birthday. I bought three old comic books. I got one, DC's Greatest Imaginary Stories. Two, the Golden Age Green Lantern Archives, Volume 1. Pretty sweet. That is sweet. Number three, the Golden Age Green Lantern Archives, Volume 2. All right. Eric, Here's a theme I, now. I like that better than one, I'll tell you. And also, Shut Kyle Rayner, Volume 3. Oh, wait. That was no. canceled. No, no. This is that Golden was Age. canceled. This is Golden Age, Jim. I just wanted to dig into Luke Hollywood. I know. He's up there high on his hog over there in Hollywood. He's got to be knocked down a couple pegs now and again. <laughs> He's got to learn his place here. Uh, I love Luke. So happy birthday to me. He says, Damn can right. you sing him happy birthday? No. Can you give me a breathy happy birthday no. for dancing, Mike? All right. And now since every big boy, now <laughs> since everyone has been missing <laughs> these lists from the home office and lick skillet, the top nine alcoholic beverages in dancing Mike's refrigerator. Now I'm guessing I have, I have not looked at this list. I'm guessing we're going to find something in here that may be not a beer because he usually says top beers he says alcoholic beverages and i know that dancing mike is a man who crosses his t's and dots his eyes and, and he's going to give us list. a list no i didn't i just did look down and i am right but <laughs> i tell you yeah. i knew that that's the case he always says beers so here we go he says number nine linen kugel summer shandy Ooh, a lemony favorite of mrs dancing mike's <laughs> i ended up my brother drank a lot of shandies while we were in england uh, he was 11 at the time and shouldn't have been and it got me angry but in england them. stays in england that's true and i wish he would have Eric, I wish he would have stayed in England. Because, you know, Eric, I, I hit the wrong sound. That's supposed to be the drums. But you know what? I just want to tell you, I, I say a lot Turn of bad things Talk about my, my brother. I, I often say things about my family that may come to make people think that I am not a guy who actually does love his family. Sociopath, gotcha. I don't. I hate them. I, know. I hate that guy. <laughs> I know. Number eight, Samuel Adams, Porch Rocker. If this porch is a rockin', you better come a knockin'. Okay. So, like, <laughs> you like a hint of lemon, does ya? Not really. Here you go. Lemon. lemon. I, are you with me? This is me now. I'm telling you, I'm going to talk now. to you now. Uh, I need the piano again. Is it just me, or you, you will be told that a certain beer or coffee, mainly of these, like, oh, this has a hint of the jelly donut, and also does have chocolate, and this and that, and the other thing, and then you drink it, and it tastes like just about every other thing you drank. I cannot this tell. tastes like sugar. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I'm you end up with a coffee, and it's like, it has a hint of the chocolate, 
the See, dark I'm not going chocolate. For I just and drink maybe that a regular no, coffee. No, you don't understand. Like, I do. Saying they're flavored coffees. I'm saying I ended up getting a a Starbucks coffee that's just their dark roast, and on it it says has the hint. It just tastes like coffee to me. Same with beer when the, it has a hint of lemon. I never taste this damn it's lemon. You don't have a sense of taste or smell. I just t- that's because I got the Corona. I no, think no. Eric, that's what's it's going on. It's a defect. Yeah, I do. I, I don't really have. You any only taste three senses in your life. I don't have any smell, but since you're with Jess, you ain't got no taste. Edit that out. <laughs> that's shade. Seven Moosehead Canadian Lager. Classic. A, that is a classic. Uh, number six, Kona Longboard Island Lager. Shaka bra, he says. Shaka bra. That must have a coffee taste with the Kona there. Eric, do you ever have the Pepsi Kona soda? Of course. I know. I was we a big proponent for that. Uh, they ended up uh, one of the only times that we were ever involved in a test market. And I really always wanted I to be the so test much. market. I hated it, but I drank it because we were in the test market and I wanted to screw the rest of the country and the world. And the guy who was in my band, the guitarist in the band I was in in college, he came to visit. This was after I graduated when we had this Pepsi Kona. He ended up buying like 17 cases and take it back to Pittsburgh area. He loved it. Number five, Yingling, Yingling Flight, a new beer. And the next generation one. of light beers go down the road a bit and grab you one. We don't really, if we, oh my, what is it, Fast and Furious again? We end up where, and then the quarantine, we we could just go uh, hop, skip, and a jump and go get that yingling right from the brew, right from the brewery area. I I can just go to the bar down the street. No. Ace Pineapple Craft Cider is the next one. Ace Pineapple Craft Cider, number four. This might be not so much a beer, right? So that's what we get more. <laughs> I can't stand pineapple, but I love this drink. I love pineapple. Only one left, so there may be some quid pro quo to decide who gets it. I guess Mrs. Dancing Mike likes it as well. I'd pour that bitch right on a pizza, and I don't mean the What's beer. What's wrong with you? I didn't mean the beer. Number three, White Claw Black Cherry Hard I haven't seltzer. tried this White Claw yet. It's the White Claw Black Cherry Hard Seltzer. Um, I, I haven't tried that either. Zach today says to me, you know, I think I've only ever seen you in my entire life drink three beers. And one was last week. I said, yeah, that's about yeah, it. About right. Yeah. Because there ain't no laws when you drink in claws. That's what he says. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a, you know, something bad too. I just imagine the white claw because I hear a lot about it now like the past couple of months, but I never got one while like, you know, the bars were open and whatnot, yeah. but it, it just seems like the new four loco to me. I don't even know what that means. Are you saying that I'm a nutso? Number two, Vista Bay Black Cherry Hard Seltzer. A lot of hard seltzers going on. And I do think that that is not a bad thing during a quarantine. You want to mix things up. You want to have something heavy, something light. The lady friends are over. The lady friends are over. You got the cable going. You might be playing, you know, some Doctor Who, your ghost hunt. The Uh Aldi version of White Claw, which I like better because I got a sweet tooth, but not like the sweet tooth from Twisted Metal, Eric. That's the sweet tooth. It's a clown with a flaming head. Yeah. Number one, and longtime listeners know, there is always one mainstay in Dancing Mike's Refrigerator, the original light beer, and a fine Pilsner beer. It's Miller Lite. That is his classic. And there has been a lot of Miller Lite down in the house during these unprecedented (laughs) times. I I can just imagine people are talking, uh, you know, way down the line, Dancing Mike's like, I remember that quarantine. I got fucked up so bad during that. That's all he says. A Uh, lot of people will. Yeah. So there you go. Another nonsense email that has nothing to do with DC Comics, just like the good old days. Jim, get ready to hit us all with the song you already have at the ready by this band. 
the good old days, he says, Eric. So until next time, be sure to <laughs> go right. to patreon.com slash weird science or a cornucopia of entertainment. Watch out because you never know when those guys from the pop culture podcast might show up in your house to hang out and watch the new creep show series on AMC. So good. Keep it weird and see you in seven. I'm wishes. actually pissed off about the whole thing because it's a, it was originally a shutter exclusive and then it's been out like, you know, out for like six months. Now it's on AMC. I'm like, what the hell am I paying the subscription for to shutter? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. You had problems. You were you were into that shutter deal, and then it shut down and had the the thing with your. No, guy. that was only for the live like shutter with Joe that's Bob. That's kind of why you got it, right? Wasn't it was, it just, but yeah. I was not able to have the live TV yeah. version no. of what I got anyway. Yeah, you didn't get. That. I'm a sucker. It was all a bust. But that's it. That's for the real. Thank you, Dancing Mike. Thanks, uh, C. Sea moon up there doing that, calling sea from man. the sea, calling with the conch shell. But yeah, we'll uh, end up going here. And if you do want to get involved in sending in a mail, not used to doing the mail with you, Eric. Uh, you end up emailing us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. Off to the book, sir. Well, he stares into the mirror, moosing up his hair, blows kisses to himself, and he really thinks that tear is Well, that's just every shake. Looking for a star screen, or maybe a hubcap. Spends all his money buying all that crap. Well, that's just Eric Shay. It is. There he is, Mr. Transformer himself. He's going to transform from a transform entertainer into an edumacator. Is what he's going to transform. No, nobody likes edutainment. That is nonsense. <laughs> Everybody hates edutainment. That's the there's there's certain things that you do you don't want to attach to something, or else just the kids don't go with it. It's not hip anymore. Edutainment's one of those. That's what they were pushing. The CD ROM was going to be all that time a big edutainment. And that's tool. why we still have it today, and that's why it ended up being pushed by porn. That's why <laughs> all of the advances in any sort of media. That's the thing. When you end up having people arguing about, oh, man, we have this shutdown, all the comic books shut down. I don't go digital. I'm just waiting for the porn to come in and show us the way. There's always the way. And you're going to end up, if porn was involved here, it would be digital. There's no way print. (laughs) Really? Porn, all that? I'm waiting for it. But we're here for the classics Classics. here. The classics, which we continue, which eh, we'll have to decide if these are classics indeed. Uh, what are we starting we with? We started there? with Wonder Woman number 16, written by Gail Smith, art by Terry Dodson, Ron Randall, Rachel Dodson, Alex Sinclair, and Rob Lee from March 2008. It's an all out assault on Themyscira as Wonder Woman and her guerrilla knights make their way to the island to take on the super, the Nazi super soldier army that has invaded. Along the way, we continue our backstory into the circle and their belief that Hippolyta will doom them all if she creates a daughter. But by the end of this action-filled issue, we see that while Wonder Woman is making headway into defeating her opponents, her mother might not have fared as well, not to mention that after hundreds of years of imprisonment, the Circle are now free to cleanse Paradise Island of the Queen's daughter, Diana. Yeah, uh, do you think this was an assault or was it a pepper? Which one? It's, what's a pepper? You want it as an assault with a deadly pepper? Is that what you're saying? Oh, I, I, I end up it's here. It's a play on words. No, I was doing Salt and Pepper. That's just their name of their album. I love Push It, Eric. And you know what doesn't get pushed in this as a segue? The Circle. Uh, they, they don't really do much here. I, I'm waiting well, for the Circle uh, to they do will more. Make a- Big deal after we take out our Nazi enforcers. They better make a big deal. We only have one issue left. I mean, it's over next issue. So we better have a big deal. I was waiting for more of them to at least 
start doing something to show that you know this is the issue and these issues in this sort of thing are going to be the setup for the big ending. I really thought that we were going to see more of maybe, you know, a little inkling that the circle won't necessarily be full out bad, that they have this, but we're not getting much think, of that. They've mellowed in their time. Either of that or it's going to be, I mean, still, hey, I hate this Diana. She's the witch. Oh my God. But there's Nazis on the other side who are burning all of Themyscira and everything about Themyscira. Hey, they got a lot of great stuff in your library for hundreds and hundreds of years. Bennett. Yeah, and uh, again, this is, you know, Gail Simone just going to the Nazi playbook. This is what they would do. You go in and- It's an easy target. Yeah, and Everybody hates hate the, Nazis. the Nazis. and then make them just do Nazi things. You go into somewhere where it has, done oh my God, done. these are, you know, plays and music and things. So, no, burn it. And we don't Bad care. It. There's no reason to have it. So I don't know why the Fatherland Nazis, doesn't need Nazis that. had a British accent there. I think that you're, you know, have something so going on there. Burn it, baby. Is what you were yelling. That's the Nazi. That's the classic Nazi yell. Uh, But yeah, it seems like you would, even if you think that Hippolyta had really betrayed you to the nth degree. And all the the Nazis are still worse. They they really are. And I was waiting for something to see the circle, maybe interact a little more with Diana, do something before we get to the end. But boy, it, it certainly seems to lead to well, a look, bang up a last issue, of, right? We got a bunch of guerrilla knights going on. We got Wonder Woman taking We got Hippolyta and her Pegasus going around taking out Nazis. Right now, we have the circle who are finally unleashed, killing their captors to going out there and realizing, see, Look what happens when we let Paula have a child. There's no more Amazons anymore. The baby fever has pretty much swept the mascara, and she's going to do that. But even some of the circle, even like eh, maybe they would like a baby as well. And I like the idea that Hippolyta, she this, and I wish there was a little more of that as well. The idea that if she does have Diana, she does. it is a baby for everyone. This is like in my mind, that's her solution to the problem. It does take a village, but it also takes a baby. To get rid of the baby fever, and here we are. I made, we have our one baby, and we can all have, she's all of ours, which we've always seen. Diana going around and everybody taking care of her it and takes things a village. like that. The problem is, is Gail Simone playing with the other is kind of right. They're, they're in the way that the gods are now going to just forsake that they're done because of this. They're not supposed to do this. But they end up doing it and through, yeah. through Diana's issue. You do end up seeing that it looks like, you know, Athena might be favoring them. Some of the gods might actually be going back. And I actually also thought, uh, where, where's old Kyle? Bunga, you know, got it. more of him in this. I needed to see something with him going on. Look, he gave her a seashell that could get her yeah, anywhere but she that wanted didn't to go. Play she out got as there. well. Done and I love the art. I Not think the art's great. But when they're like, yeah, you know, see her coming in on the seashell. I'm like, all right, it's going to be like the whole Venus with the thing. I'm like, this all is going right. to be awesome. Nope. It just looks like a raft. I don't know where this is. I'm telling you, it's a a wind sail raft. And out of nowhere, I was shocked to see the Gorilla Knights show up because I'm like, where Where were were they? They they were down. Were they they snorkeling below? They were down below. You you don't realize that is bigger on the inside, Eric. Oh, it's a Tardis. Yes, it is. Uh, Or a Tartarus. I don't know. But you end up where the gorillas are there, which is odd. You end up, I didn't see a shell. Um, But I do like seeing Nazis getting their ass kicked. And I also love, I love seeing, you know, Diana and have her as a little baby. You know, I give you our daughter. I thought that this was a really neat idea that, Apollo, I wish, though, that it was really spelled out with Apollo, like, this is going to make us better. I know the – it really is – 
kind of pushed towards this with not a lot just so the circle can be pissed off at her and we've seen the circle They're, they are not going to take things like this lightly no and and they they moida they moida you if you have a baby um but yeah once you end up having the gorillas and that come and it, it's a great it, it's like d-day with wonder woman and gorillas you know going and invading <laughs> the nazi shores there with their vehicles and things like that but i just I don't know this issue, and I really like this whole well, thing that we're doing. Way more on the action here. So for everything we get going through this issue, it seems like you know Hippolyta's on one side of the island taking on the Nazis, Wonder Woman and her gorillas are taking on the other one, or we get intermittent flashbacks. But for the most part, the majority of this issue just seems to be yeah, Wonder and, Woman and, taking and ass with and taking names. It kind of pulls me out of the story a little. It makes me have a disconnect with the overall story, especially with the circle. Uh, but it's fun to see. There's some nice little moments, but the moments don't seem like they're connected as well as what the other bit was. Well, especially going back to try to set up future stories. We have to see Etta Candy knowing that, oh, Diana Prince, she's not in today at work. Well, I'm going to take this time to go and investigate her and break into her apartment only to find who I can only assume is Aerie sitting on the couch yeah, waiting and for someone again, to show yeah, up. Yeah, like you said, that's for later that's the you know down and even that when you have wonder woman she's kicking ass and there's a nazi that i don't you know what i'm gonna do you know you have the piece of crap nazis that are talking their daily you know work a day lives you know what you i'd know like what to, I'd do, like with to that do with that wonder woman you working harder hardly working because i'd grab her and i'd get that that whole lasso and get around me and i'd tell her a thing or two and then she then attacks and then you want this i'm like Okay, I, I I get what you're doing. That's a cool, you know, you know, Wonder Woman power moment, but it doesn't really fit in this. They're, they're, it's not progressing anything. We know Nazis are pieces of crap. You don't have to really show us that. And we know that Wonder Woman kicks now ass. I like to talk about I'm going to womanize them now when they're not having like when she's not around. That's how we're going to really pieces of crap. Yeah, this so time you end up having that, but then even with that, you do end up seeing from that scene. Then you see the circle. They are reunited. They kill their captors, but that's at the end i mean that is two or three pages before the end and i'm like really like i, I thought we were going to get something well we end up having hippolyta the whole time we said she's like rambo she's going around and totally. now they think that they have maybe have a bead on her she's coming out they they end up saying don't fight her in the woods like, like don't go into the mascara it's like you're telling the wet bandits don't fight wet her bandits, on her terms don't go in the house stay out in, in the, the streets and so yeah don't go in there and they don't draw her out and when she comes out when she's doing they, they just shoot her with lasers get shot up with, that's all they had to do all along she's not able to jump out of the river shot her up shot yeah, her just shot up. them up and that's where wonder woman goes and finally does reunite with her mom but it looks like that ain't happening she's dead oh, yeah, no. and everybody's dead with that Mommy. uh and so you do end up with the queen dead and with that you also had you know the whole deal where the circle was had a vow that if Hippolyta does not come back when she goes away, she's going to go. But if, if I don't go, uh, I think it was Philippus was going to come. And now you have to guard her with your life. I know. I, yeah. I just get the idea that now it's one of those, it's a, a reverse RoboCop. Now all of a sudden wonder woman's the queen of the, the Now they have to protect her. I, I don't know what else would be because they're so mad at her. But if she ends up, well, I'm kind of the leader now and all right, well, we'll, we'll follow you. Let's beat the Nazis. I hope there's more to that uh, than just that. And I hope there is 
a, a bit with the old you know, Hawaiian God, things like that, because that was a really cool moment to just kind of push aside. But really, overall, there's not really much else to talk about. It's just fighting. Like I said, it was an action film issue. Is. That I liked went it by enough really for action, quickly. but the whole story kind of does just stall here. Oh, especially when you don't get much of the circle. You get a small background like you have in every previous issue to try to set up their story a little bit more. But besides for Diana being actually created, like they still have the same mindset that we saw in the previous issue here. Except for the idea that Alkyon, the, like the leader one, seems to have kind of a baby fever herself, even though she's against this yeah, whole thing. Yeah, she did. They showed that she did, and maybe that's maybe she loves the Wonder Woman. So we'll have to see. But I think that they're going to end up protecting her, just in the name of Themyscira. You have an enemy of my enemy. In the name of love. I think that, and I also think it might be one of those which I fear, which I hate. The idea of is okay. Well, Diana, we'll fight with you, and at the end. You haven't seen the last of us and they just disappear forever. <laughs> we'll see. But what would you give it? I would end up giving this a 6.8 out of 10. I think it's definitely a low point for the series that I've been really enjoying up to this point. It's just this issue with how much action's in it and how much how little we actually progress the story. It kind of came out of nowhere, even though I still like the art a lot. So this, yeah, 6.8 out of 10. I'm actually going to go a little more. I'm going to go 7. And just because I do love the art, I think the art's great. And it is fun. You end up having the gorillas for their little moment. And and that it doesn't mean anything. I don't know how they got there like you. But they're there fighting. It's fine, and you see some piece of crap Nazis. You know, sometimes you need a piece of crap Nazis to beat up. So we got that sometimes. sometimes. But yeah, I'm going to go seven out of ten. But we'll move on to the next book, which this is my biggest disappointment of all of the books that we've talked about on both of the classic podcast. Especially for how Green highly Arrow. recommended it comes. That's why. And Green Arrow Longbow Hunters number three. And I thought I read all this. I really did. But I don't think I read the last issue. And maybe that's why I thought good about it, because I thought that it would tie itself up. It doesn't. It does. But it doesn't. There's parts of this. I don't even know what the hell's going on. It came out October 1987. It's called Tracking Snow. It's written by Mike Grell. Art by Mike Grell, Lorraine Haynes, Julia Lacamont, and Ken Bruzenak. We end the Longbow Hunters and find out that Shadow's Beef was because she was raised by the Yakuza after her father's dirty gold was stolen and her mother and dirty father gold. both ended up dead because of it. There is also a political slant where Oliver uncovers drugs for Contra money scam I going on. Contra. But nothing yeah. here ends up feeling big because of the convoluted storytelling and the fact that we really don't get more than just Shadow shooting guys and Oliver picking up the pieces in the end the story was a huge disappointment to me and one i'll probably never read again i don't think i'll go revisit this again and even the idea that this you know iran contra the drug money slandered to the contras to end up starting their revolution all these things that's big things especially at the time this is written it goes nowhere it never gets anywhere and it doesn't feel big because all it involves is oliver just standing around and then going we have this you know mr osborne who is working for the government on behalf of everything like that to get the money and the cocaine transfer and stuff like that so we can fund the contras at the end when everything is taken down during the drug transfer and uh, like oliver catches him like look you can't do nothing on me i'm way too high on this like you know pay scale for you to do anything here take the bag of money and the idea that on top of mr osborne getting away oliver takes the money and keeps the money and he's all happy at the end that's the ending however takes the money i'm like no yeah he got a raise and in this three issue thing like we have to get more mature with oliver queen and this whole thing now he is a killer and he takes money he's a he's robin hood he takes from the government and keeps it for himself yeah, exactly. there you go and kills robin people hood. and and the idea of 
him killing, not killing. I, I think that you could have maybe forgotten some things. Or kept things in a gray. They don't. Shadow's like, yeah, I saw you before. Now your eyes, you're a murderer. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, your eyes have changed. He really now. is. They yeah. got the killings and, in them. And so with this, the idea of this like the whole killings. government conspiracy. This is a big story. It's it's what it is a social justice thing. All that, all what Robin, you know, Robin Hood, Green Arrow ends up being, but. You never do anything with it. No. And, and like you said, it ends with pretty much everybody being bad. There's no good There's guy not, in the this story. Thing, all the big bad drug dealers that we've been dealing with for the most part are all dead except for Kyle Magnor, who is a big bad head in charge of everything here who's working with Gregory Osborne from the government. But pretty much it's so like, you know, Shadow takes him out in the end. There's no real heroic acts for Oliver to really do here, except for shoot Eddie Fires, who's going to kill somebody at a certain point. I had Shadow at certain points. I'm like, all right, you just throw Eddie Fires in here as a hired hitman, whatever. I'm like, it's not hitting me for everything you said. I'm sitting here in the third issue because my big holdup for the first issue is that we kept seeing those black and white Polaroids of some naked lady. I'm like, is this going to play into the whole thing? It doesn't. <laughs> and, and here's the thing. I'm sitting there telling you, I know that these guys were in the military. I know they were involved, but they got that pushed away. You see, the things got erased, but you don't know what the hell. So nobody wins. I, I can't is, say to you, I told II, you so. But they like, you know, they were during the Japanese concentration camps on land. Control of that. Out of nowhere, that shows up. And the idea, too, is and where I really get it, because they're trying to figure out all these things. You end up having the, de- de- the detective talk to Oliver Lieutenant and say, Jim listen. Cameron. I know that you were there. I know you saw some things. You may have even killed people. We ended up finding these. If you squint enough, you'll see their arrowheads. I'm like, I uh, don't get it. But there's two different kinds. We know yeah. all this. We Thank know you. that Oliver Thank saw you, things. Cameron. And yeah, and he's just like, yeah, Smell I guess we'll later. never know for sure. And I guess that part there, and, and there are jarring transitions where you have Oliver talking to the lieutenant then just at a, a tattoo parlor, which that doesn't really seem to mean. But when you end up this whole thing with the lieutenant, I think that that's just there to say – we will never come after you for murder. We cannot figure it out. That's all it is. By the end, when you're sitting there, and he's like, yep, looks like Kinda there weird, could be two huh? hours here. But we, unless the lady fills us in, I guess we'll never know for sure. I guess well, not. not. Only that, but it's just basically saying you're not going to be in the jail for murder. The transition jumps while they are harsh in my mind. The thing is, the one thing I hate about layouts for comic books are – the, like what we get in this third issue where we have the main story going on instead of on the outside of the pages on both left and right side of the pages for double page spread we have the background of shadow being told to us and then you stop that get to the like the way you read this book i had to keep going back and rereading mike because i had such a hard time trying to follow what it was that they were trying to display and then i'm like all right i'm going to read this part first and then i'm going to page back and then i'm going to read the main part in the middle here i'm like i hate doing that yeah and what you're getting now and what I – again, remember my whole theory was that her mom was a hooker who ended up getting killed by that one guy. She was raised by a guy who ended no. up I, – I got, I got kind of – it's not, but it is her that parents she was wronged. By these but it's soldiers. more about honor. The honor of the Yakuza oh, is more of a thing than just her parents. I'm going to get them they because my parents They were tortured by the yeah, soldier yeah. piece of the crap. Yeah, they were. Not killed. But and, and that's the thing though. By the end, it's not like Shadow was there saying you did that to my mom and dad she never really knew them and she's more of a daughter now now of the yakuza and she ends up the honor of her family she is trying to get back because these guys tortured her mom and dad and stole 
from the Akiza. The Akiza have trained her just for this. She's going into this to take care of all the loose Look, ends. We gave of your this. daddy two million dollars in gold bullion. He was yeah, supposed to go over there to the corporation there. for us to do stuff over there. He got tortured. He gave the money away. He came back, told us all about it. He said, "Let me do some Harry Carry. You guys are dishonored now, hey. Shadow. You belong to us." And <laughs> just, they call me Whiskers. <laughs> is what he yelled. That's what. Now you got to go and kill the moon guys is made of cheese to get to get your eye back, Shadow. <laughs> <laughs> the moon was made. And plus, you need a red. badass dragon tattoo. Yeah, and the dra- the the funny thing about that is with the dragon tattoo, where you have Oliver there, and I'm getting the idea. At one point, he's, hey, is he? Hey, they call me Wes. Is he there? Like, it almost seemed like one of those things where they're going and like, who did you give this tattoo? Obviously, he didn't give that to. But even the idea of she's too young to have had this, and we that, and he's trying to figure it out. It never really goes with what Oliver finds out. The, all the info we get is just from us being told. Well, even this you whole know, thing from with things Shadow, going she's on. here. She never gets brought to justice. Or that. She kills Magnor at the end, and Ollie just goes and visits his diner in the hospital this whole time. Yeah. Like, so we just had the the Robin Hood killer going around to go and kill some more someday because Shadow got away here. Oliver, I'm telling you, there is no happy ending to any situation it's that we're dealing with besides with Dinah I- surviving. I can almost think that Shadow ends up killing that last deal, and then she gets to now the debt is paid. She can go off now and pursue her career as a cartoonist. Now I'm going to go off and wait for the reboot where I have sex with your father and have a daughter. That's what she'll have. Just right away, though, you go in a tattoo parlor. Don't trust a guy with a salamander on his head. This guy's an asshole. I don't like him. That salamander it looks like on his head. What what the hell is he thinking about that? Have you ever walked into a tattoo parlor? No, that's why I don't want to see a guy with a salamander on his head. I'll smack his ass and then I'll get killed. Those guys seem any tattoo parlor has to be packing heat, right? I, I wouldn't know. think that you would give tattoos and not pack heat. Never really that thought of and it. doing nails. Nail salons, tattoo parlors, pack and heat, Eric. I'll never go into either. And so you have this guy, but he's really like, yeah, you know, that that's the dragon tattoo. I really dig that. I'm like, what are we doing here with this guy? And I love the idea. Yeah, you know, it makes you better at what you do. So if you're a place kicker, you put it on your leg. And I'm thinking, like, where, where are you getting this? I, I don't know any place kickers that have that. Maybe David Akers. I don't know, Eric. But if I was a place kicker, I'd get it right now. And, and a salamander on my head. <laughs> Stupid salamander. Look at this guy. He's got flames on his arms where even if you, you put a shirt, that's going to cover up. That's your badass tattoo. The thing that everybody's going to see is a stupid salamander on <laughs> your forehead. Yeah, he, he might. That ain't badass. I'm not going to go in and sit there and like, oh, man, how many people are walking into that tattoo parlor going, hey, cool salamander? Nobody. Nobody. That's ridiculous. In the, looking, I can just imagine him doing that in the mirror. He said, oh, you're really killing it today, bub, doing that tattoo. What an asshole. Oliver's a killer, and what you were an hung asshole. up on a salamander what tattoo. What a freaking asshole this guy is. He's like, yeah, you know what? This dragon tattoo, it's real cool, kind of like my salamander, right? Oliver's like, no, I'm out of here. You're a dick. But he goes, and he's like, thanks. And really, all we get from this and it's kind of a Yakuza thing, maybe, and that it ends up where you put it is where you want to be good and powerful, and she has it on her arm and shoulder. So that's there you right, because she's an there archer. There you go. Yeah, and he's like, "Hey, if you ever come across it, I'd like to see that." I, I was wondering if Oliver slipped that. You know, here's the card to Salamander asshole. You should go see this guy. But yeah, you're getting this whole deal of her background, and and with this whole reveal of the story, you could have done this before. 
it, it isn't like this is this reveal that we're like, holy the crap. The mystery does not tie into everything no. so much that we and couldn't the be told just doesn't. Yeah, and the mystery just doesn't feel like it's it's anything. Dishonor. It's like, okay, right. you ended up just throwing stuff into this point just to show that you're dealing with contra money and the government's involved, of course, and these things. But they go to make a pickup in the woods. And I'm telling you, Mount at this Rainer. point, I'm like, I just want to get the hell out of here. You know, and hey, I got my guy looking with the scope. I'm like, hey, government guy, get the hell out of here. You're going to get shot. I-, I thought that he, this, anytime you're dealing with a drug dealer who ends up saying, yeah, you know, we have to go out in the woods where nobody's around and they can hear, nobody can hey, hear you. For I'm fun not going. before we do our drug deal, how about you dig a hole? Yeah. <laughs> hey, why, why did you bring that shovel? Oh, you'll find out in a minute. Also, why'd you bring that tattoo artist with the salamander? I don't know why he's Because obviously he's on drugs. Because he's badass. But yeah, the, the whole deal of Shadow leaving, you know, a note with the this homeless lady. Rah! Yeah, no, no, Shadow the, the homeless you, lady. Uh, that told you the secret. Told you. I'm like, oh god, this whole deal. It's just nonsense. I'm telling yeah, you, this you, whole thing where Shadow wants Ollie to know where the meeting is going to be take place and puts on a performance where she is a homeless lady talking about how this woman with the dragon tattoo gave her two dollars just for the reveal that it's Shadow in disguise. I'm like, Oliver, I know. Oh, actually, Oliver. Yeah, nah, he's made it onto Event Leviathan's detective well, he team. Has. That's so true. obviously he's he on the be secondary detective squad. Well, he got better later. This is what taught him uh, later. He was on the I, first detective you, squad. I, I, I'm reading this. See, I'm Oliver. I'm reading this like, who the homeless lady has a tattoo too? <laughs> Look at all these people <laughs> tattooed in Seattle. I'm like, even the, even the homeless people, they must be giving out these tattoos as they go, as they are the dance moves that are there in the concrete. As I'm uh, like, nonsense. So, yeah, it is, Shadow. I'm telling you, I thought it was just a tattooed homeless lady. Uh, <laughs> and, and she's I homeless. Couldn't get a job because her place would have tattoos. Nobody she would spent, hire she, And she also spent too much on tattoos. I also will tell you, I think the reason why I didn't get that. I bet you I didn't even look at that last panel with the tattoo because I was too concerned with that stupid border of the shadow story. Like you said, I really do, because I didn't remember seeing that. I'm like, yeah, I think I was just like, oh, I'm getting too old for this. Oh, my. It's Danny Glover. And then there they go. And the the idea of shadow and trying to get her family's honor and how they ended up in tournament camps and they were pieces of crap. But the idea that they were in tournament camp, you know, heads that they ended up finding this money ended up then erasing that, you know, having enough clout to erase their existence. It, it gets a little too big then. And well, the idea of the OSS, yeah. which then become the CIA. So they could do that I, again, though. I'm telling you, though, it still is too big. I, I'm, I have a, a friend who's in the FBI. It's not the CIA, but they, but they ain't scrubbing his record or anything it just wait till he does something wrong but it's too much for me to to what they were doing at that time to then say yeah we looked at we couldn't find no gold but then we decided decided all i do is burn a file well they they said though later on if this was we got the guy and grabbed his gold had a, no no they have to wait and then they decide when they're having their yearly reunion hey, you know what would be Jeffs cool we had hung up yeah. for a while remember that guy we called him goldie let's go see what the hell he's up to Pieces of crap. let's get that gold and then they go they're like freaking pirates here Arr! and they go off like the leprechaun they get his you know <laughs> they go off gonna, like they're they pirates get who the go off shilling. like the leprechaun they're gonna get their shilling and there's gonna, gonna be a, a killing, killing. And they go and steal it then. And then even where it just keeps going the nonsense in my mind of how this progresses. Because then you end up, okay, 
they use okay. that money to set up this whole production of theirs no those guys didn't they spend it all but then they ended Some up making the, the thing i'm like no they the other guys that are not that they saved they ended up using it. i think he says yeah i went through my money i just spent mine but then we started this thing so nothing really matters up until the point here where they're like yeah we got my, i had a thing and we started this corporation you know the let's do drugs corporation and <laughs> oh, right. make it made all the money. But even then with you scrubbing the, I would have liked to have known that they had more military connections here. They do go to the government, yeah. but the idea got though, a whole that Iran there's scr- connection going there's, on here. Yeah. That's a new connection though, that they're setting up now to make some money and things like that. But the idea, it just, everything kind of ends and then starts again in weird ways and then i'm like at the end samuel clemens you're gonna die <laughs> you're gonna die <laughs> it's up looking like mark he twain hey, hey hey mark twain what's going on you're gonna die oh but by the way here's some money oh, all right whatever and i i don't even let like, me spin you a yarn yeah i don't even like the art i think that the art at point is bad i like the shadow art actually but i like the art i'm telling overall. you at one point when you end up having the guys get attacked and the guy, the two guys that get shot through at once where they're shooting the guns and stuff where shadows going around, it, it doesn't even look good. It, it doesn't even look professional in my mind. It looks bad. It, it really is. And some of it looks good, but some of it just looks off to me. Samuel Clemens though, but he goes back because everything is stopped. You have shadow. You can't kill like anybody until you do. She's killing everyone. She's trying to get her honor deal back where Oliver's trying to just stop all this nonsense. And uh, yeah, they stop this deal. Oliver gets the money and then ends up, you know, with Samuel Clemens there just sitting on the table with his Othello game there, the electronic (laughs) Othello, and just to say, hey, I know how things go. What was this all about? Yeah, well, in the fifth, you know, we ended up having a reunion of the old outfit and decided to talk. What's up with that guy? Let's go check him out. And we took the money. We tortured the wife. That's how we got it. He committed. So you get just the info dump at the end for Shadow to show up and shoot him after he's told the story. (laughs) The the end. And then go off to to Dinah, who is in the she's still recovering in the hospital. She, you know, and they even even say like there's a setup that maybe they would come after her. Oh, yeah. They would have sent Eddie Fires after her earlier. Yeah. And so he's there with her. You know what? I don't think we should have kids. Uh, but uh, but I miss you, baby. And plus, I got a raise. He's got millions of dollars there. This is how he get. You know, the Queen Industries begins here. All dirty money, all dirty cash like of money. Every man. corporation that's ever been yeah, around. That's true. But yeah, I just I don't know. You do have mention of bullion, which I always enjoy. You like we bullion, got the bullions. We got the bullions. I, I like. I don't like beef bullion. I do like chicken bullion a lot. I love though. gold bullion. Do you? I, I'd, I'd prefer if they said, do you want gold bullion or do you want chicken bullion? I'd have to, t- I'd take the gold, Eric. I'm not an idiot. But, I, but if I'm going to eat them, I would eat the chicken. Don't eat the gold. Yeah, I, I'd have problems. I think it's like wrapped chocolate. I'm like Homer. <laughs> I'm Homer. But yeah. So there you go. That's the end of that one. Uh, what would you give this? I would give this a 5.8 out of 10. It was kind of a lackluster ending to all the hype that has been surrounding this whole thing my entire life for the most part. So finally getting to read it here and seeing where and the outcome of this whole thing, all we get is Oliver becoming a killer. A guy just takes, you know, dirty money and like there's no real justice brought to anybody this thing. And Dinah almost getting killed, possibly raped. Who knows what's going on? This whole thing. I'm like, it's a dark story for the sake of being dark, and it did not do enough to really elevate the characters to the place where they should have been for what you're trying to do here. Yeah. Yeah. That's I'm a five five. 
I, I just didn't enjoy it. I really didn't. Uh, it was just too convoluted a story and didn't really have the payoff that I was hoping or expecting at the end. But we're going to go to the last book on our classic list here. And it is a book that we, you know, we had fun talking about last week, right? Or two Ridiculous. weeks ago, the last episode we talked about him, where you ended up having in that one, Uncle Man. Finding his love of his life, a dolphin, and not dolphin, a dolphin. Uh, so we're going to go here with Aquaman, Time and Tide, Volume 1, Number 3, Eric. It's just Number 3. February of 1994 sure is. is when it came out. It's called A Snowball in Hell. It's written by Peter David with art by Kirk Javanin, Brad Avancada, Tom McCraw, and Dan Necrosis, Eric. Poor Dan Necrosis. Do you think that he's lost his fingers from that? Is that what you think happened? Because it does sound like he's got frostbite. And this is snowball in hell, so maybe he did. Uh, We get more tales of the Aquaman as he saves and then beds an Inuit love. Eric, his Inuit love, but must uh, make a deal with the devil to make it happen until he attacks the witch and kills her pet. We do see that you don't mess with Orm, and the next issue should show more of that. I really didn't know what to put with this issue. Well, these Uh, chronicles that Aquaman is giving us right now as he's writing down his life story, which take weird jumps in between because he's already left, you know, Arthur Curry at the lighthouse kind of thing. Arthur Curry left. He decided, all right, since my adopted father here took me in for a while, since he disappeared – it's time for me to go to Alaska and hang out up there for this whole thing for us to get this idea where he comes across a young Eskimo girl who was, you know, almost getting killed by a bear, a polar bear that she's trying to hunt down. But he, I just don't understand this whole thing because out of nowhere, when we kill this polar bear and Arthur is almost killed by it, ends up, you know, passing out and being taken back to the village. And he has a vision of the sea hag and the idea that she is the mother of all sea beasts. And she is yeah. pissed off that he killed this polar bear. My, Polar bear and a sea beast. I don't know what you're getting at here. <laughs> and they kind of go in there. It's a circle of you life. You kind of go in I there too. Up, you ain't a sea I beast. I thought, yeah, well, he didn't kill me. Maybe she'd be pissed at Nobody that. I ended up thinking of Mother Shark a bit with this and the whole, you know, island of the lost gods that Kelly Sue DeConnick's doing. But I, I do like while you have Aquaman fighting this polar bear, he's getting hit, he's bleeding, and then you go back to the present where he's looking at that scar. <laughs> he's, let me look at this scar. Oh, man, it's the only blemish on this beautiful body of mine. Uh, when you first start, and I, I do like this old school classic art, though I, I was wondering it. why, you know, I was wondering why you end up having, you know, Kazar or, you know, Commandy, any of those type of characters showing up here, because that's what it looks like. It looks Later like Commandy going. I'm going to grow up, cut my hair, and look like Steve Trevor. Damn right. Well, right he ends up commandy. saving this Inuit, and you do, you are going to get. A bit of social justice stuff here, but both ways, which I don't mind because you even have where Aquaman wants to explain this and he's got to explain in his journal like, I'd like to call them Eskimos, but they don't like that. They don't like the term. That's a term they were given. But then when you get there and you have the Inuit family of the girl that he saved. They don't like the white man because they ended up coming and changing their ways. You do see it throughout this issue where the old school, you know, the grandfathers are going around on their sled dogs and the young kids are off there on their ski doos. Right? The Isn't that what it is? Ski doos? No, no. It's not. <laughs> it's just you know, it's it's one of those ski doos for the snow is what Snowmobile? it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they call it. I'm <laughs> choking. But yeah, it is Orm. And Orm is through this. And Orm is a piece of crap. 
I mean, anybody who sits there and plays the game where you're trying to do the knife between your fingers, but you're on your own doing it and ruining your mom's table, you're a jerk, Eric. And he's doing that. But Orm is there as the, you know, one of the, I don't know, leaders of the Inuits at this time because he's doing things a new way, getting the money. He has his dad who's there. He seems there to be related just, to our main characters here, grandmother, grandfather, and Keiko, and this whole idea that he is going out there and being the breadwinner now that he's using the white man's tools and the new And he's using stuff. the white man, yes. And that is making his, the older people, they're lazy. This guy, he's just watching the television, Eric. It's the boob tube, and that's not their way. He's been well, changed mentally by Orm, it seems like, in the <laughs> whole thing i don't know i just think that he just likes tv he's like you look at him he's in a vortex watching that yeah and orm just is like i'm doing it you have the money we're living better you have that idea of the idea of living in an igloo versus in a house things like that where the older generation would look at that as a digression where orm is saying you know we're living high on the hog here this is great but they're losing their identity we got the biggest Uh, shack in all of this snow-covered asshole yeah, and with that, you then have, you know, some lovemaking. You have Arthur end well, up making Keiko love is smitten with, with Arthur because he taught her baseball and also saved her from polar bear. The idea, though, that she's going to throw a ball, she's going to hit it. Now I got to go find this baseball in the snow. Turns around after finding it. She's completely taken off. All her clothes. I'm like, it's got to be so cold. Warm me up, Arthur. I'm like, all right. I never knew this was the move. You told me that I messed out on the move with having cable. All I needed was a baseball and some snow. <laughs> I could have gotten laid. Keiko, and he does. the first human and love of Arthur Curry. Yeah. The problem is that they, they, they have a watcher. They have somebody who likes watching, Eric, but he's Orm. bad. Yeah, Orm sees this. What's with this and white again, man getting inside my cousin? It's it's a funny twist here because of the idea that Orm has gone and used the white man to, you know, better them and get money, the money that the elders don't really want. They want to live their life as they did. He's using the white man, but now you see that the white this man's coming in and planting the seed. Because they end up using Keiko's, like, gigantic jacket, then they make love on the snow where, where Aquaman falls asleep afterwards so deeply that Orm is able to get up, carry Keiko away, freaking beat the crap out of her, possibly slice her up and put her almost, like, you know, to the verge of death before Arthur realizes anything is wrong. I'm like, and he's he's like, also hey, get away what's going on yeah yeah and then he wakes up oh well, where are you just Keiko? naked oh, Keiko bleeding in the Keiko snow just got the hell out of there and yeah she's bleeding finds and takes her and that's where he ends up in this you know the realm of this witch the whole you but know I, I'm I just the- don't understand this point of the those here's here's how here's how I'm going to try to pronounce it the Nolia Juk the Nolia Juk the sea witch hag and the idea that she is pissed off because Arthur killed one of her creatures polar bear I don't understand how it works but he is, you know, so defiant. He's gonna, she's going to take something that he loves, being Keiko. But I'm like, no, no, Orm did that. I don't know what this whole vision that he's having is about. I, I just think that basically what we're dealing with here is he has gone. And I don't think this is necessarily a full-out sea goddess, sea witch. I think it is an Inuit deal. They know exactly what happened when they find out about this. And I think that it is, again, he has trespassed on their land. He even says, the, when she says, the people say seals sprang from my fingers and sea beasts from my loins and all that, it does seem, and we can look it up, I'm sure it is an Inuit type of deal that's going on and he's an outsider that comes in and just ends up killing things and I think she's offended more by that and she's taking Keiko as a, you know, tit for tat here. I'm going to grab her. He doesn't want it. He ends up attacking more and ends up destroying her beast and he's like, you know, hey, you're not going to do that creature of old. And again, I think this is a full analysis 
analogy of the idea of the white man coming in. Now, Arthur is, you know, messing with their gods, things like that, even ends up turning her own, you and know, I'm almost like a Medusa even snakes I don't off get the whole thing to play with whether this is real or not. But the whole idea he's talking about, you're of old, I'm the new legend going forward. I'm like, yeah, I do like yeah. the idea that he is going to become the new yeah, sea like god it. going forward for what he's doing. It's just the, the whole idea of this whole thing out of nowhere is this, you know, deal of colonialism, it seems, the idea of the Inuits being, you know, changed and things. And then you have their goddess who is mad and he's going to take that over. It does seem like there's more at play, but it's not hitting as hard with me overall. Anyway, it's just kind of badass when he's doing that, even though it might be the worst thing ever, because then when Keiko's family hears what's going on and that he has, I had this weird dream, like out of nowhere. Dream. And because I guess this is their big God that they don't know offend. And he even says, we're not going to have the hunting's going to dry up. Our lives will be done. Oh, no, you've, 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 you've done offended it. the mother of the you, sea Yeah, you've offended all, you know, we our main cursed. God. I'd have to check. Uh, you know, this might be their main God. And she, he ends up having a heart attack, which to me was very much like Black Manus father the way this goes and that whole roundabout deal with the and he ends up you know having the heart attack and arthur's just like i i you know he they even force like arthur the deal out. they blame him they do force him out and even with the deal it looked like he kind of like sold his soul for this he he fought a god for Kiko to come back and then he's kicked out because he's offended their ways and things he came like that back six months later but they had vanished like the passing dream jim you know why they vanished because they starved to death he ended up screwing <laughs> them there's nothing there it's a barren waste and uh yeah so he writes it in and that's when i forgot about them forever the end i'm gonna move on yeah. from keiko from here on out yeah he's like all i have to do now i'm good gonna time, go baby. get a date i'm going to the aquarium i'm gonna time to go, go f- off to where they have the Turns exhibits out the redheads for now. the dolphins right is that what they say no, at the end no, is that what that. he's doing uh what would you give this i would end up giving this one a six out of ten because i'm telling you the story is not grabbing me the way i was hoping because the whole idea of going back and filling in the gaps for the reimagining of aquaman during this era of dc comics i'm all about but this this time and tide where you know Aquaman is giving us little vignettes of his stories going on. It does not jive and does not connect very well in my mind. It just does not give you enough to really sink your teeth into. And half the time, it's kind of fucking goofy. <laughs> it's weird too, though, because some of these are like a real pain to read. Some day, like, what did we talk about last time with this? What did this is just like, all right, let's go. <laughs> There's not much to it really go because each one's these little goofy stories. But that's yeah. it. Uh, are we going to give a book of the week from the three that we read? I give it a six. Same. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to give it a six as well. And uh, yeah, it was okay, but it's just not a book not of the much. week, though, I'm going to go for it. It's a tie for me for JLA and Superman. No, I was going to say we had the new books, which I was thinking oh. we were going to go with well, the newer books. Yeah, I guess that might have been mine, too. I don't even remember <laughs> after asking you. But <laughs> next week. DC is putting out more new books, which we'll cover as well, most of them. And we'll go back to the Batman week of the classic stuff. And some of these things will be ending in the next two or three podcasts. So that'll be pretty cool as the new books come out. But if you are looking to buy and read some books next week, we got Harley Quinn number 72, which I will be talking about on the separate spotlight episode. We have Justice League 44, Justice League Odyssey number 20, 
Lois Lane number 10, which we probably won't be dealing with, and Metal Men number 6, which we definitely will be be talking about. Some of these may be on the Patreon. We still have to figure out how we're doing that and how we're going to make that all work uh, by the end. But, uh, yeah, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, If you enjoy what you hear and you want some more, you can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash weirdscience, where we have a bunch of other shows, tons of shows that we have that we end up having some classics and things that aren't even comics deal. Uh, but yeah, that is it. Eric, what do we say at the end of the podcast? Everybody have a great week. week. Keep it weird. Weird. And we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. Edit that out.